Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dara, Captain Brunch here. With his co-host, Destin Frazier. I'm back, bitches. Welcome back, sir. Quite the ride. Busy. I'm out. Oh no. <laughs> it's been busy, I'll say that much, to say the least. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Even when I was gone, I was still keeping up with some of this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. I've only briefly touched upon some because I kind of like to talk about it when we're on the air. But, uh, there's been a lot more things than I expected in this short period of time. It's been one of those things where it's like, you know, my phone, the DMs, I get DMs, email, snail mail. All of that seems to happen on Mondays for some reason. I'm not, I never understand why that is. But I can go like a whole week of having nothing to do. God forbid that ever actually happens. But I could go like a whole week. Whenever there's nothing to do, I'm saying, oh, absolutely fuck all going on. Nothing's happening. Like the phone's dead. But the moment that it's Monday and it's time to put in the grind of this program and get all the facts and everything together, it's like my phone, my DMs, my email, I get snail mail, there's knocks at the door. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, I, I don't people know if people understand this, but to talk and speak and deal with all the stuff that we're dealing with, you know, you got to be in the right frame of mind for the show. Because a lot of stuff coming at you at the same time. Like if anyone doesn't know, I'm, I'm controlling the screen, I'm controlling the chat room, so... You know, I, if I don't answer you via phone or DMs on a Monday or on a day like that, just please understand, uh, you know, it's just crazy. What I can do is the next time one of you have to speak live at the dead of night to a bunch of people while keeping your thoughts straight and your program straight and controlling the screen and stream and chat room, I'll call you and be like, what you doing? What's up? What's Greg like? You seen Bill and Ted? <laughs> Oh uh, no, but uh, it's all love, guys. I know when whenever anyone hits me up, I appreciate it. But I just and, and I'm not trying to, uh, I guess, discourage anyone from doing so. But I just noticed it's this crazy thing about Mondays, man, where it's like the mo- when I'm the most busy, the phone literally lights up, <laughs> you know, it doesn't stop. Yeah, if there's ever a day I make it a point not to try to like bother you, it's Mondays because <laughs> I'm like, I know he's neck yeah. deep in the show. I, I know he's not bothering him. That's though. serious. I know it's not deliberate. It's just the way it's the natural ebb and flow of our society. People start Mondays. They consider Mondays the beginning of things. So more so than uh, it being um, an inconvenience, it should be more of a flattery to me that, yeah, you're starting your week, I guess, contacting me. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, really nice. Thank you. Much appreciated. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Stasis in the chat. I understand he's fucking busy. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. I get back to people though. Like I, I never like no, don't respond. I just at the next possible time that I can handle it. But thank you to everybody listening across all platforms: iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, as well as from TalkBrunch.com, which I kind of revamped it a little bit. You should be able to get all our links wherever you're listening from. If you're curious about the other platforms, uh, it should be on the most recent episode all the time. So if you're listening to the audio version, but you want to see the videos when we put up the interviews or whatever then you can see the links there if you're watching the video, but you wanted to have the on-the-go version, the podcast iTunes version, and the links are there now. Just go to talkbrunch.com. All the links are a bit more organized in the posts so that everyone knows what to get, how to get it, when to get it, and so on. 
So on our first order of news, and it's not even really news, I guess it is, but did, have you seen the new Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona and uh, Chad Hawkins toys? Kurt Hawkins. Is more? It's Kurt Hawkins. Hey, 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 it is Brian Myers, right? No, I'm kidding. It's Brian Myers now, but I did love Marvel's Chad Hawkins. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of like, I don't normally, I'm not a toy guy, you know that, but I saw these, if I could bring them up here. And the funny thing about them is it's a, it's a toy in a toy. Like they're holding their own action figures. Wow. I had to like, let that sink in for a minute. Like it's action figures of them holding their action figures. There you go. So you can see action figures. See them? Oh, oh, well, okay. (laughs) Um, what level of inception is this? Like the action, what the action figures come with action figures. The action figure figures. What? <laughs> Imagine if that becomes a thing now. Oh, Christ in heaven. It's funny because uh, the dirt she's ringside, they put, unfortunately, the figures don't come with even smaller figures for the for the miniature action figures to hold. They could keep going wow. on forever. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and then the, one, the smaller ones are holding action figures that are holding, ac- like, how far does it go? You know what I'm saying? Do the action figures hold action figures that hold their accessories? Like, what? Incredible. It's almost worth having them just for uh, just for that include miniature action figures i'll drop you guys the link there for anyone who's actually legitimately interested right this is live what do you mean is this live or a replay it's a le- it's almost midnight on a monday what no it's taped from two weeks ago this is live actually we did something with the latency so it should almost be back to mixer sync i'm not sure how good it turned out so far but uh hopefully it's there so you guys should be able to interact with us almost in real time. Is it live? It's more live than it's been since we've gotten here. Yeah, I believe you guys should be almost in Mixer sync with us now, once again. So rest in peace, Mixer. But, you know, they have good latency on, on Twitch as well. If you're listening on Twitch, if you're on Facebook, it might be a little bit less, even less on a Twitter. But they're all really close in sync. But if you want the absolute closest sync where it's practically real time, then, yeah, probably Twitch now because we did work a little bit on that over the weekend. And thank you for the host cooler. We would have gotten that on if I didn't have the thing on the screen. That would have you would have gotten a notification for that. Yeah. So uh, we'll do a little bit of updating. I just wanted to start with something fun because there's so much depressing shit on here. But we'll do a little bit of updating on the uh, AEW aftermath and just a few things to happen with them. I don't want to really talk results of the pay per view like that's already done. But there were some funny things that came out of this, and one of those being I don't know. Have you seen uh, Shame Helms' recent tweet? I have not actually. This is one of the few. T- this is one of the few weeks where apparently I'm hearing about a tweet and I actually missed it because I usually catch his stuff. Yeah, this was just him reacting to certain things that were said on AEW recently. Thought this was funny. We're looking forward to uh, blowing everybody. Wow. Uh, we're not going to bust a nut anytime we're in the ring. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's rough, right? All right. I didn't catch that. I I didn't either. Yeah, where are these sexual innuendos coming from? You think they would know better? Like oh, I don't know. I <laughs> like those are rough, right? It's a very friendly company, yeah. Boston Nuts. We didn't. We only talked about it briefly last night or whenever Saturday. Hey, Sakuhasu, what's up? I gotta remember who's in the chat room. So that's Marceline. Uh, but we only talked about it briefly. But you guys said that. John Moxley, I don't know if I heard it or someone mentioned to me because I didn't get a good look at the guy and I know I reported it as such, but that wasn't 
a kid that ran at John Moxley. Oh, that was a grown person. That was a grown ass man. They got a better camera angle of it that came up. Let me see if I could bring this up here. This grown ass man is the one that uh, went at him. Look at that dude. Hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta this shit back a little bit. Look at that guy. See yeah. him? Let's enlarge this. It's like we Okay, hold on. Look at that fucking guy. Good lord. See where he had his hand out and shit? Like, what were you what was your end game, my dude? Like You know what, what I like? You, you I like know how, how it kills me about those ones? My first thoughts always, what did you think was gonna happen if you got to him? I don't know what he thought was gonna happen, but I like what does happen because it looks like they gave him like a bit of a discreet ass whipping. And it's good that the popping and the music kind of muffles out the ass whipping, I guess for the sake of their intensity, but that's just what I'm seeing. that looked like he had practically tripped hitting him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I, I, I need some of y'all marks out there to understand because it's only marks who ever do this shit. If by any chance you get to these guys, understand they will beat you like you stole something. And then on top of that, all of us will hate you. Who would want everyone to hate you for something like that? Like, you'll no you'll see other fans jump in and start whooping your ass. Like, yeah, like we hate you for that now. Now if I see you, I can't hang out with you. You're on the permanent blacklist, and I don't even know you. And there's if I see you, I'm punching you in the face on sight. Like, yeah, now there's millions of other people also who dislike you for trying to run at a wrestler like that, like a damn child. Like you're, you're, you understand? Like you're not going to be famous. Nobody's going to remember who you actually are. You're sacrificing the respect of your peers if you even give a shit at that point. I don't even know. I can't even relate with you. This let's be real. If you do something like that, there's no way in the world you have peers. <laughs> and the stuff they and, 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 and the worn out stuff they almost when you were nine. Don't count. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. You know, like, I just hate people who want to be momentarily famous. Like, how small has the what their life amounted to have to become for them to need that moment that badly? Small enough to try to, to, try to run up on a man whose graphic and t-shirts literally say unscripted violence. Unbelievable. Maybe that's what it is. I don't is. care if it's you a gimmick. I don't wrong, run up on that guy. If you were on the wrong side of the spectrum, then the justification would be that his t-shirt entices that kind of behavior. And that's what I hate about this kind of shit. That's not what I agree But that's just what would be the political way to say it. Yeah, right? Entice this ass whipping. Write it down. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll figure out some way to make it work. Yeah, good for him, though. But yeah, I do like the fact that they, they, <laughs> that they got him down there on the ground like that. Yeah. Little bastard. The old school wrestlers would have joined then. Oh my god! The old school, the old school wrestlers would have used him like a whole bit. It'd been terrible. You're lucky to but get it, some, uh, some, some clicker heart members out there, man. It's <laughs> it's kind of funny. I know you knocked out the post show on Saturday, but the one thing I got to comment because I'm just saying, people um, through uh, through a laptop, I was watching this 
with one of the other groomsmen at the wedding that I was watching all out. And we saw the Seidel spot. Oh, the Matt and, Seidel? Yeah. And, and literally, I saw him hit the ground. And I the first thing I heard, it's a shock! Master. I was like, oh, he fucking shock mastered himself. Somewhere, I thought to myself, somewhere out there, Tyus O'Neill is like, all right, they're not going to be talking about me anymore, so I got to think of something new. You know what, man? With that spot, it's like I look back at it and I can't even laugh anymore just because of how close he came to death, like in hindsight. Yeah. You know, it was ironic. And I guess you laugh at it now because of the fact that yeah, he, uh, they, uh, yeah, we that laughed he made it. But when you look at his angle, bro, like, look at that. Are you kidding me? He's lucky. He's really lucky, you know. And we only only laugh, and that's the one thing. We only laugh in hindsight because, in in all seriousness, thank God this dude is okay. Look at the. But it's it's just, it's so crazy because when we thought about it, we were talking about that to the T. Without minus the fact that his situation was a lot more dangerous, it was was a shockmaster because he comes out and the first thing that happens, fail. Uh, and it's on his spot too he's known for the yeah, shooting star it's you know? his yeah that really sucks and a, a lot of from what we're hearing what happened here is the humidity um yeah was really bad even starting in the morning so when they knew the humidity was really high abnormally high in the morning knew it was going to be a rough day and apparently according to everyone that was there it was abnormally high humidity which caused everything to be a little bit moist and slippery and uncomfortable just for everyone and it was affecting all of the matches I guess this is just the brunt of it that we, we've seen. Just because you don't see a botch doesn't mean it doesn't affect the match. Some people might have had to slow their shit down or not do certain things. Yeah. You know, but yeah, apparently there was a harsh humidity that it caused this. And that's really rough. It really sucks that that happened. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, before we get into the negative, because there, that's not the only negative. You would think, oh, man, oh, only, negative. one person almost died. No, it's like multiple people need to die. It's not. It's not. It's almost like a Dothraki wedding. You know, it won't be an AEW pay-per-view unless there's multiple almost deaths. Right. Not quite death, almost. Almost. You got to almost kill. Just so, just enough so they get a Zenkai boost, you know? You don't kill him, but you almost kill him. Like, Sayo's going to get up from that and think he's, and think he's a Super Saiyan. We'll find out he's <laughs> not, but he'll think. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But one positive, Moxley, after the cameras cut off, put an interview uh, at the ring, and we have it here. Let me see what we have here. There's so much stuff here, so many different things. We were on the, I was in the program of yesterday to make the uh, the thing come up for uh, our flying friend here. <laughs> so here we go. Your faces tonight, and it's so good to hear your voices tonight. I wouldn't have any other way going to war than do it right here in front of you, AEW fans, the best fans in pro wrestling. What did we learn from Mr. MJF here tonight? Does anybody know? Oh, it's real simple. Oh, God, now. Real simple. Cheaters never win. Run your mouth don't mean shit if you ain't willing to back it up when things get tough. That goes for wrestling and that goes for life. So remember all those lessons your dad taught you you never listened to. Measure twice, cut once. Always break down your cardboard. Because those are the things, as little as they may be, that mean becoming a world champion. Time in Jacksonville tonight. 
Oh, break down your car, bro. That's a unique one. There's only 15% capacity here, but let them hear you all the way around the world. Let them hear you in Orlando. Hell, let them hear you in Stanford. This is the same thing for AEW as it is to all of you guys in 2020. It's just a minor hiccup, a minor setback. Keep on trucking forward. Keep your head up. Do the right thing. Don't take shortcuts. And we're all going to get through this goddamn year soon enough. <laughs> nice. I like that. You hear Stanford? <laughs> you hear us over there? We out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, no, we ain't out there. We over here. We, yeah, that's true. If we, if we was out here, if we was out there, we wouldn't be able to do this right now, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, I, I love like the, you could hear the gen. First of all, it's just that continued level of just happiness that he hasn't experienced for years. I love that he's still riding that wave, but it's genuine excitement just to see the people back. Because I think that night meant as much to them as it did to everybody who competed at All Out. Like, it's the closest any of those people in that building have had to normal in what's coming up on, what, eight months, I think, now? Almost six. And it's funny because it's the company that stayed the cons- most consistently normal. Yeah, they tried to drastically change so much stuff. It didn't feel like we were adjusting to a new product like it did with the WWE. And you know what? That being said, and I keep forgetting to touch on this. And we're going to touch on it a little bit more because there's some, t- there's some big, uh, I almost said TNA, Impact Wrestling news. Yeah. But you know what? I do check out the product now. I do watch it. I, I, I don't think I'll continue to. And I, it's gonna, I get it that it's all about the wrestling and stuff. But it's really hard at this point in the pandemic for me to ignore the fact that they haven't evolved their set at all. Like, they are still, they remind yeah. me of week one of the pandemic. Like, it's still hollow, dead. Not a person around, not even the other wrestlers around the ringside with the freaking plexiglass up. You know what I mean? No, no freaking Thunderdome as much as I don't like it. Like they didn't do shit. They didn't even put cardboard cutouts out there. It is you know what I mean? Like when I saw it, I'm, I, it's weird how, uh, in such a short period of time, I've already adjusted back away from the empty arena that when I saw that, it felt like a lifetime ago. Like, Oh no, I can't go back to. Like, no fucking way. Nothing personal to them, but they need to fortify that a little bit better, presentation-wise. We're not in week one of the pandemic anymore. We're in, like, month six. Do something. Have the talent around. Something. You know, operate at 25 or 10% capacity, whatever it is that AEW is doing, because it's working. Yeah. But just... They gotta do something. They gotta change something up. Yeah, Absolutely. So the other thing that's been reported, and it's, it, it, it annoys me that uh, the amount of negativity, and this is going to hurt them, whether you're a fan of them or not, but really me doing that post-show made me realize that I did have a good time watching the AEW pay-per-view, whether or not each match was great or okay, or whether things worked out or didn't. The entire product collectively in the evening for me was an entertaining watch, which at the end of the day is one of the most important things. It's not like what other pay-per-views were at the end. You're like, man, I just had a bad time. I didn't have good a good time. You know, there were things that didn't work. But I hate that there's so much negativity being reported and such big emphasis on the negativity. Even Daily News uh, reported on this. The Daily News with the Jim Ross thing. Did you hear about the Jim Ross thing? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard about it. 
I didn't even talk about this. I don't even think I remember if I heard him or not. I can't remember I now if I heard it live or if I didn't realize it until people started complaining or not. But that's how little it mattered. But this is the the heat. Let's see if we could uh, see if I could get this on the screen for you guys. You could see what was happening and at the same time, uh, hear this. Starts being a little harder, but Scorpio Sky's in the ring. And look at this, Grayson having to bodily restrain Anna Jay. Yeah, well, there, there's more of an issue between Anna Jay than Brandy than this match is going to be able to oh. show, I can tell you that. Did Anna Jay have a wardrobe malfunction? I don't know. That's Grayson. wishful thinking on my part. Scorpio Sky TKO! Starts being a little harder. <laughs> that was the thing when Anna Jay was you, getting you, carried. You, I, I know you usually start this one. Do you mind if I take this one for like a quick second? Sure. So, um, y'all know he's a man, right? A straight man. And as a straight man, he likes ass and titties. Just say just, just, just throw it out there. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, like, I don't know if somebody missed that part. Like, I don't. Maybe I can't even remember if I heard him say that and just didn't care or if after or if it went over my head. But I remember immediately afterwards hearing it again, like before I went on the air for that solo and then discarding it like, oh, well, you know, JR said whatever. I don't. It's just strange. Like, that's not that big of a deal. That was a joke. It was a literal fucking joke. He doesn't really want her to have a wardrobe malfunction. The man knows he's on live on a pay-per-view. It was a joke. It's Holy shit! Entertaining. It's called giving somebody. It, it's called throwing a one-liner out there because you know somebody watching is gonna chuckle. For the mainstream media to pick that up and run for, for it for good old Jr. Jim Ross, man. Was it a slow? What, what, was the booking slow in mainstream good media? Good lord! You like what? Is Jim Ross now an alleged rapist because he fucking made a joke about whether or not she had a wardrobe? Up? Like in the, oh like it was. God. You know, how many, oh my god, the attitude era. And I'm not trying to justify, but in the attitude era, when you look at those kind of jokes and stuff, they were tongue in cheek. And he's from that time. He's from before that time. And even during, I even think that's acceptable now. It wasn't. What was it that he did that was so fucking bad here? He hopes for everything that any straight man hopes for. Let's hear this, this match is going to be able to what? show, oh. I can tell you that. Did Anna Jay have a wardrobe malfunction? I don't know. Oh, that's that's wishful thinking on my part. Scorpio oh. Sky Chief! So what? Come on, he was fucking around. Good lord. So then a whole bunch of fans, of course, were saying JR has to go. His time's numbered on this show, blah, blah, blah. It's weird because it's like AEW brings in the wrong kind of people for me as far as audience goes. And it's strange to say that because we are aew fans but i think you guys are kind of people that are listening to our show you know what i mean when i say they bring in the wrong kind of people as far as fans go that kind of shit that snowflake nonsense that sjw nonsense that you guys know we don't tolerate on here where it's like just a little bit of overkill of getting offended by things that really don't affect you or mean anything and even a world that's almost ended a few times this year alone we're like one fuck up short of an alien invasion with the way the world's been in 2020. And everybody's and thinking about whether or not Jim Ross made a little joke. And if that's the case, I'm just saying, just take all of them. Like, don't leave us here. Take them so we can laugh at you again, not to worry about anything. <laughs> it's just strange, you know? Like, and understand when you take them, you can't send them back. No refunds. This is the reason why we have to tolerate mind-numbing, brain-drilling levels of WWE commentary at this point. Because they're so micromanaged, man. That uh, 
you can't even they're like robots out there in wwe it's the most dry shit ever it's funny because renee she's been interviewed recently and one of the things that she said that really stuck with me i wasn't even going to cover this but just something i found in research passing today was she talked about how one of the things that was difficult for her on commentary was the fact that vince mcmahon uh would sometimes feed her lines but she couldn't understand him in her head so she wouldn't be able to deliver the line. So the way she would try to resolve this, and this was the compelling part for me. So the way she would try to resolve this would to be to try to get his attention on the spy cam that they have under the announce desk to be able to say like what? So that he would say the line again. So uh there's a fucking spy cam under that desk? Because she basically mentioned, I tried to get his attention to repeat the line in the spy cam by the desk. So Wait, they basically you know keep what? a they keep a camera. Vince has not only him; he only keeps them in in his head. But there's a camera. She said it. She wasn't even saying it like that was so, the topic. But she said, I, "Whenever I can't hear him, I try to get his attention on the spy cam by the desk." That I, means that literally I, I, he gets a private camera to just look at their faces while being in their head. I think I kind of know what he's talking about now because I think they've actually used this as part of an angle, like way way back in the day. It was around the time when like Jr. and Eric Bischoff kind of had that off again, that on again, off again feud. And the whole purpose of the bit was JR was, I think it was, this thing was right after uh, Bischoff got stone cold fired. And JR was saying something to the king during the commercial when, of course, you think the cameras aren't rolling. And, and they used that footage when they went, when they came back to kind of fuel the angle. Oh, what crap. Like, <sighs> I, I always thought that was just for the sake of that one moment. I'm like, wow, that's an actual thing. Okay. Incredible, man. That might, explain, that might explain why JR makes me laugh and none of the other commentary does. So there's a lot of pressure if you have a camera pointed at you from the desk that only they see, basically, just to look at you the whole time you're out there while feeding your lines in your ear. That That's a lot of pressure. I mean, in my opinion. I wonder if AEW has a little spy cam. I know they have you in the ear, but I mean that's natural. Not to abuse it the way they do in WWE. That's probably just maybe to keep you aware or something. Yeah. But this is the reason why. Because they, WWE doesn't want to get this kind of heat where people are pissed by a little comment. Because nowadays that's all it takes. A little comment. I hate the internet for that. JR tweets. Didn't mean to offend anyone on the wardrobe malfunction line. Weak attempt at humor. Sorry. Now lighten up. Trust words. me, JR. You didn't offend anybody with an actual life. Anybody with that. What the hell? If anybody's that offended, I'm gonna need them to start playing The Sims so they can actually have half of a life. <sighs> so sick of that, man. You know, we can't have fun anymore. No, you're gonna. We, we, we're going to continue to, but we can't. You're gonna offend somebody if you have fun. Well, hey, don't have fun. You'll piss somebody off. So uh, the other follow-up to this is in regards to the Matt Hardy bump. You get up on the screen there one more time. Those of you that missed it when it happened. I wonder what they were going for with this spot. Like that, that was clear. It was obvious that that wasn't going to like, look at the angle here. You you know, you can clearly see that that wasn't going to happen. I I, I feel like he wasn't supposed to. uh, The only thing I could think is, I don't know if they misjudged where the table was or they just, or like the, or they flew back far. Farther than they planned, but good God, man! I feel like it was the only, but yeah, like either one just disastrous. We don't need these kind of spots all the time. This is what I was talking about last, last or or two days ago with the uh, shock spots. It's just too much, man. 
the hell's the point of that? Like, we've seen that done so many times and under better circumstances. And then uh, there were a few things that happened here. From what I'm hearing, they rushed to the finish. Yeah, they literally went straight. Like, he was cleared by the doctor. This must be a magic doctor because it was somehow in the middle of the pay-per-view. It felt like maybe Matt Hardy was off camera for a minute and a half, and then he suddenly came back and started beating up Sammy Guevara somehow in that time. Dude, you ever been, you ever had a physical? They don't even take your weight in that time with the scale already set up. They don't even take your temperature in that time. And somehow in the short time that we saw him off camera, he was fully recovered by a doctor from a bump where he clearly lost consciousness because when he was on the ground, he was unconscious. And somehow we were able to give a, a full checkup to that guy. Incredible. I don't know what's going on here, but, uh, Rebby tweeted. And she said they needed additional imaging done after his CT. He's still in the hospital. 1,000% concussion. Anyone with eyes could have told you that, though. That's according to to, to Rebby Hardy last night. We already talked about her previous tweets and anger uh, Saturday. But that's the follow-up tweet that she said after she first went off. And AEW apparently has been reported has removed this bump. Whoops. Let me get that off the screen. They've removed this from everywhere that they can. <laughs> And uh, just we'll bring it up in, within context of what was going on. But they got rid of it. And, yeah, I, I don't know if this is really, really good, the way that this was handled for that bump. And I think the fact that the match was stopped and then the then the doctor told him to continue, but for them to just finish it, as much as that's the justification that they put to everything that was going on, in my opinion, and this is something I haven't heard anybody talk about, that's even worse. Like, yeah, obviously that's even worse part, but here's what really disturbs me about that implication. All right. You're, con- you're, you're hurt. Somehow we gave you a minute and 12 second concussion test where we can determine that you're okay to go. But just to be safe, since you lost consciousness, we're going to fast forward to the last part of the match. Good idea. Well, what's the last part of the match? You climb a huge tower. Along with uh, Sammy Guevara. But don't worry. You're the one who bumps. Like if he does have some sort of a brain issue going on. God forbid he got dizzy or lost consciousness climbing that thing. And winds up falling off the side that didn't have the padding. Because you guys took a minute and a fucking half. To check this guy's brain. Before you went to do some. Another stupid shock spot. That's all they cared about. They didn't even care about the, 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 the middle well, I mean, of the no, match. That, that wasn't the one that fell though right? He wasn't the one that fell, but that's the whole point. He could have yeah, been, yeah, if, yeah, if, if up, you're climbing up have. there and you're concussed or you have any kind of a brain issue, even if you're not the one that's supposed to take the bump, what if you would have fell? Yeah, I know. At one point, you could even tell, like, Guevara was helping him, like, like kind of holding on to him to make sure he didn't fall. If he would have lost consciousness up there because of the injury, he would have fallen instead of Guevara, and you guys sent him up there to, for the shock spot. And again, what pisses me off is... This goes to show that all they really cared about was the shock spots here because the, you literally can get rid of the entire middle of that match, the whole body of work, and just go to the end that you cared so damn much about, which to me, a real wrestling fan, that ending sequence doesn't matter without the whole middle that leads to it. Yeah. That doesn't make any There's sense. There's a lot that could have happened in that middle sequence. Yeah. So it was just basically three big spots, the the cart, almost getting run over with the cart, the spot that failed, and then that shock spot. That's not a match. What was the urgency in completing that? So I thought that was really foolish. So Brian Alvarez, uh, he then tweets out later in the night. This was yesterday. He says was told Hardy was doing a lot better. Um, that's a good, so, so, you know, what I mean, he's a, that's exactly what he put. Was told Hardy, Matt Hardy was doing a lot better. 
But then Rebby tweeted, and actually saw this in real time. She was like, funny, neither I nor Matt have spoken with you. Which is just, I don't know. I don't know what you say about Alvarez there. Credibility has come into question yet again. But he spoke to someone, at least according to him. Then Tony Khan tweets, contradicting what Rebby originally said, which was that it was 1,000% concussion. And he says, an update on Matt Hardy. It's great news. Matt's okay. We sent him to the hospital as a precaution. He passed the MRI and CT scans. He doesn't have a concussion and he's being driven home now. Matt will be at Dynamite on Wednesday night to thank you amazing fans for your support. So what do you think's going on here? I, I don't even know what to believe right now. Like what purpose would Tony Khan have not only to say, that Matt's okay, but then say he's going to be at Dynamite on Wednesday. Like, if he has a concussion, he's not going to be at fucking Dynamite. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't it, even know. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe she was overreacting. Maybe she jumped to conclusions about the concussion. You know, I mean, the funny was... thing is, like, it's her husband. It wouldn't be, it's not an unnatural thing to immediately think, like, okay, yeah, there's no fucking way he's not concussed. What are you talking about? Right. That's that's the thing. That that's why that's where I don't like attack Rebby for that. This is her husband. She watched him fall from a from a friggin' scissor lift and hit his head on the concrete. She might not be an extrovert, but I mean you see that situation, your first thought is, well, concussed. But but then I'm looking at the owner of the company that he worked for, what reason would he have? It like if he would have just said Matt's okay, that he passed his MRI and CT anything, that's one thing. But then he literally said, "Matt will be here at Dynamite this Wednesday." Yeah, so and that and that's the that's the phrase in there that makes the biggest difference, right? Because if he if he wasn't okay, because like after a concussion, you're not showing up at the show right away. And if he was gonna, if he was, if he had, if he 100 percent had a concussion, there's no way Tony's doing Tony's advertising that. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with you there. So, uh, yeah, but Rebby has every right to be upset, definitely. But it's just. Yeah. We'll see if there's any more to report, but I'm going to assume that he's okay if, if the boss was to tweet it out. You know, I don't think he'd be covering it already that you have your conspiracy theorists out there, but he can't cover everything, especially with somebody as loud as her. She'll show the freaking doctor's report. She'll just tweet a photo of that shit. She'll never stop if, if, if they try to do that. Tony Khan couldn't be foolish enough to tweet out a lie knowing the way she is. Yeah, because they, she wouldn't before stop. Before AEW, we knew how Revy was. Yeah. Like if he tweeted, oh, Matt's okay, and that's all there is to it. She probably wouldn't stop tweeting until everyone in the world knows that that's bullshit. You know? Yeah. Well, there's food for thought there. But I definitely hope he's okay, and I'd like to think that he is. I know they are trying to control a lot of information, though, in regards to AEW, because they were reporting that there was a press conference uh, with AEW where apparently they were removing access to people who ch- have any kinds of controversial or challenging questions towards them. So, you know, and apparently the way that it works is that you raise your hand and you ask a question by clicking a button and then you're put in queue with all of these people with questions and then you reach the front of the line and you get called on and you get unmuted and you ask your question. So as long as it's not controversial, you get to continue to do so. There's how AEW is doing things. So I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, we don't have to assume this because they're trying to cover anything because I know it's immediately where people's heads are going to yeah. go. This is Because truly, with this company, that's what people do. They, they try to stir stuff up. Yeah. Which, as it is, they've already had like a lot of shitty press. You know? Yeah. It's like the last thing that they need is more of it. So, you know. 
But, uh, you know, the pay-per-view, obviously, they have some stuff to work out. And at this point, I can't just give them the pass of it was a few fucking mistakes because it seems like every time they have a big pay-per-view, they have a few big mistakes where people could have hurt themselves. It's always this way with them. The thing with the botched chair shot with Cody where he was bleeding all over the damn place, it just feels like there's always an issue when it comes to these guys, you know. And I hate to feel that way, but that's literally the way that it actually is. So, you know. Sorry about that. One of you guys hear that I'm just messing with my system in the background on the program. No twisted stuff going on here. Behind the scenes shenanigans. Yeah. All right. Another news: You got a uh, Thunder Rosa, who put on a great match. But what we're hearing according to Fightful is that she wants to continue to fight MMA. For those of you who don't know, she has. She also is an MMA fighter. She has three more fights in her MMA contract. She was in Combate Americas. So anyone who's familiar with Combate Americas, you will know all about Thunder Rosa. But yeah, she's pretty rough, you know, and I hope that they do have her back. I didn't realize that she's uh, somebody who's a fighter like that. You know, I didn't know. Yeah, bring that girl back. She they, they they showed out when it came to that match. I was one. I think I was the best one in the match I've seen in AEW. Yeah, and it didn't have uh, two people from AEW in it. That's the biggest problem. You know. Yeah. We're dealing with that kind of stuff. But yeah, this girl, that's a, she's a true badass. That's why she looks so good in the ring. She's an all-physical contact sport kind of girl. So, you know, very cool. Very, very she's, cool. A, she's NWA Women's Champ for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully she sticks around and continues to do some cross-promotion stuff with them. because Yeah, I mean, she did more than good enough for them to have every reason to bring her back. Yeah. Absolutely. Cross-promotion stuff has definitely benefited this company in many a way. And uh, the lack of cross-promotion in other ways has hurt them because uh, they used to work with AAA very regularly. And as a result of them working with AAA, they were allowed certain royalties that they don't legally have a right to. For example, the, the names Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, the names themselves are owned by AAA. What I'm being told that partnership has ended, which is the main reason why you hear Phoenix not being referred to as Ray Phoenix, so that they don't infringe upon that. Yeah, Pentagon's uh, name has changed now too. Mm-hmm. Pentagon is now Penta L Zero M. Yeah, this is actually uh, the name he started going by after leaving Lucha Underground, and he was pretty much called that I think until maybe not long after he showed up at Impact, and then they started calling him Pentagon Junior again. Yeah, so he'll be going back to Penta L0M. So, and I guess next time we see him, they're just going to act like nothing and say, here's Penta L0M. Yeah, they pretty much said that. They believe it all, it all out. So I know uh, whenever he's gone by that name, they sometimes call him Penta for short. But Yeah. What do you think? Does the name change affect anything else? Um, Not really, because even um after Lucha Underground, his run there ended, I watched him on the Indies, so I got used to the name. So it's just, it, I guess it just kind of threw me off that it's going back to that, but not so much to where it really affects anything at this point. Yeah, I can't wait to see how they uh, they incorporate yeah. it, you know. Yeah. They're not really pushing any of these dudes right now in either, but that's another thing. It's just, I don't know, I don't want to complain too much about the company. I don't know what I expected since I didn't really have any expectations, but it's just that where they are and what they're doing is uh, just very different from what I had hoped for in certain ways. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see more of those guys and less of all this other shit that they have going on. 
you know so they did give them a platform and expose them but they're not really the guys that they're showing all the time you know yeah so uh we got some more virus news because it wouldn't be an episode without virus news here but since we've last been on apparently the rock himself has reported that he has tested positive for coronavirus so I'm going to let you guys hear some of this. It's kind of long. I have to jump along in this one a little bit, and I'll link you guys to it. But let's see what... All right. Uh, uh, good morning, by the way, or good afternoon, or good evening, uh, wherever you're at uh, around the world right now. I wanted to give you guys a little helpful update on some of the things that I have been going through on my end uh, for the past two and a half to three weeks now. So the update is this. Um, my wife, Lauren, as well as my two baby girls and myself, we have all tested positive for COVID-19. And I could tell you that this has been one of the most challenging and difficult things we have ever had to endure as a family. And, um, and for me personally too, as well. And, and, and I've gone through some doozies in the past. I've gotten knocked about and got my ass kicked a little bit in the past with some challenges, but, but testing positive for COVID-19, um, is much different than overcoming nasty injuries or, 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 or being evicted, or even being broke, which I have been uh, more than a few times. Um, and the reason why I feel like this is different is, is because my number one priority is to always protect my family and protect my children, my loved ones. By the way, I know I speak for all of you guys. It is our number one priority, all of you guys around the world. You always want to protect your family and your babies. Um, so, and I wish it was only me who tested positive, um, but it wasn't, it was my entire family. So this one was a real kick in the gut, but I am happy to tell you guys that we as a family are good. We are on the other end of it. We're on the other side. We are no longer contagious and we are, thank God, we are healthy and we've gotten through COVID-19 stronger and healthier. And, you know, believe me, I am counting my blessings because like all of us, we all, uh, have, we all have been hit by this thing, um, whether it is people we know, family we know, loved ones we know, friends we know. Um, so we are counting our blessings right now because we're well aware that it isn't always the case that you get on the other end of uh, COVID-19 stronger and healthier. Um, I have had some of my best friends have lost their parents, their loved ones. Uh, to this virus that has, that is so incredibly relentless and unforgiving and it is insidious. We are counting our blessings. Um, but we are good. And, you know, I, I gotta tell you, you know, some of the silver linings out of this, and I'm always trying to look for silver linings when challenges come my way is, um, generally, uh, babies and little children, um, can often have little to no symptoms at all. So for our babies, Jazzy and Tia, it was, um, they had a little sore throat, uh, the first couple of days, but other than that, they bounced back and, and they, uh, it's been life as normal, uh, happy babies running around and playing, uh, but we have isolated ourselves as a family. It's what we had to do. But Lauren and I, it was a little bit different, uh, for Lauren and I, we, we had a rough go, but we got through it. And again, we got through it as a family. We are stronger. We are better. And we did it together. Um, there are a few takeaways that I want to share with you guys. Um, and I know you have a lot of questions for me and, uh, at some point we'll do a Q and A down the road, which we have been doing our Q and A's ever since we've been in quarantine, which of course have been a lot of fun. And I've always enjoyed that connecting with you guys. 
Uh, but there's a few takeaways that I want to share that I do believe will help you and your families. Number one, to fight COVID-19, because I do not want you to get COVID-19. But God forbid if you do. Uh, some of the things that I've learned and gleaned, the takeaways uh, that I want to share with you will help you guys get through it and get on the other side uh, healthy and stronger. Um, here's how we got COVID-19. We picked up COVID-19 from very close family friends. And these are people who we love and trust. These are people who we still love and trust. And they are devastated, by the way, that they were the ones who picked it up. They have no idea where they picked it up. Uh, they're devastated that it that it led to them infecting our family um, with it. Luckily, we were able to control it and mitigate it, uh, and it didn't spread out of control. Um, but they, like us, have been incredibly disciplined. You guys know me. Uh, I'm a pretty nice guy. I work hard. I like to have a good time. But I am also incredibly disciplined. I am extremely disciplined when it comes to health, when it comes to best practices, when it comes to safety measures for my family and for my loved ones and my friends and people who I care about. I'm very, very disciplined. And I've applied that discipline. We were on lockdown uh, since March with uh, all of you guys too as well. We have been disciplined. We have quarantined. We have isolated. I have not worked. Um, and I have, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of protecting our family, but uh, like a lot of you guys out there, having your friends over, having your families, family members over, your loved ones, of course you want that because you want that connection and you want to be with the people who you love and who you, who you care about and who you have a good time with. My takeaway here is, isn't necessarily keep them away. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is now apply even an even greater discipline, uh, to, having people over to your house. So now what we're going to do, and believe me, I was disciplined, strict and stringent <laughs> before, uh, but now this household, I'm going to, there's going to be new rules that I'm implementing. And, um, and I pass this on to you guys. If, if you guys are having family and friends over to your house, you know them, you trust them. They've been quarantining just like you guys. You still never know. You never know. So take an even aggressive measure, uh, have them tested, get everybody tested before they come over, uh, have them tested the day before. And if they test pod, if they test positive, you stay away. If you don't, then you come over. So those are some of the things that we're going to be doing. Um, again, because you never know. The other thing that I want to share with you guys and that was no doubt helpful in getting us through, uh, this coronavirus and this COVID-19 was the commitment to wellness and the commitment to health and doing everything that we could possibly do to boost our immune system. Um, that's my lifestyle anyway, but no doubt, you know, with our immunity and as we boost our, our immune system and strengthen our immunity, you know, our, our immunity and our, and our system is, is made up of organisms that their one job is to fight toxins, fight infections, fight viruses, fight disease. And now I sound a lot smarter than I actually am, but through this process, I've had an opportunity to speak to great doctors, my own doctor, the world's top epidemiologists, and uh, this is something that they have said and shared that, you know, one of the things that we can all do um, is just do everything we can to boost our immune system, antioxidants, taking our vitamins, staying hydrated. It goes back to a philosophy I have my own two hands. It's we got to control the controllables. And in this case, we can control the controllables, my two-hand philosophy. So the takeaway is be disciplined. Be disciplined when it comes to uh, people coming over to your house. 
Get them tested. You never know. Um, be extra cautious. Don't let your guard down. Uh, boost your immunity um, with antioxidants, your vitamins, things of that nature. Um, and if you're already doing that, then great. Keep up the great work. But if you um, are out there and you're like, well, I, I'm really going to do it when the new year comes or I want to do it. I know I should do it, but what should I do? It's really easy. The effort is really minimal. It's just a slight tweak in how you approach things. So that is what I would highly recommend to you guys to boost your immunity. Because here's the thing. If, you know, when you have a boosted immune system and your immune system is strong and it's not compromised, then you got a shot. You got a shot at not getting uh, COVID-19, but if you do get COVID-19, God forbid, or if your entire family gets COVID-19 like mine, give yourself, give yourself a shot. Give yourself chances, better chances, greater chances. Uh, stack the deck in your favor. Have your immune, in, immune system boosted so you can get on the other side of COVID-19 uh, stronger, hopefully stronger and healthier. The other thing is wear your mask. We have been in quarantine for months. We wear our masks every day. Um, you know, I this it baffles me that some people out there, including some politicians, uh, will take this idea of wearing well, masks and make it. You get the general idea here. Political agenda. Political. We let them go on yep. for a while. I wasn't gonna let them even go that long, but you know what? A lot of it was really uh, good. <laughs> you know, I found it. Yeah informative so i said let me let that go but the rest of it you guys can listen to on his i already linked you on social media it's on our social media in the chat room live right now yeah i'll get better damn it yeah that sucks yeah it was really unfortunate that news shocked me when i heard that everyone in him had got it yeah apparently uh kevin nash also came forward he replied to the rock he said welcome to the team we're very hard sorry to hear your family is infected i was tired for a while didn't train for the fourth day my wife still hasn't got smell or taste back son was as asymptomatic pray you heal up quickly thank you for making people realize it's real and then the rock tweeted back sorry to hear that brother not a team we want to be on for sure you guys stay strong too still haven't gotten my taste back either that's nuts that it takes your taste back. Shit, paranoid, man. We're going to take a sip of my drink right now. Right, you too? <laughs> Fuck, I let ice melt into it. I don't know if it's that it's watered down or if I have the fucking thing. <laughs> well, I got lucky. My shit was number water and ice, so eh? bottoms up. I tasted something. See, I hate course, talking okay. about this. Right. But we got to gotta power through this. And then AJ Styles came forward and talked about the fact that he tested positive and you know, I thought, well, no shit. I remember when you were missing for a little while there, because when Mixer disappeared, we were wondering what AJ Styles was going to do. And then it was about two weeks of no AJ Styles to even comment on it. Like when and WWE was... expected us to believe their horse shit. So yeah. yeah, AJ Styles went on his channel and he talked a little bit about uh, testing positive. Wait, 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 what? Hold on. Did you hear about The Rock and his family testing positive for COVID? Uh, such sadness. Uh, all the love to him. Yeah, man. Uh, so let me, let me enlighten you guys as well. Uh, also, uh, tested positive a couple weeks ago. Um, probably almost a month, I think, ago. And, um, it's, I, I feel for people who, uh, who have to deal with this. And then, but I, I, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I didn't have many problems with it. So, uh, hopefully the rock and his family, hopefully everybody's, safe and uh everybody's take care of nobody has um you know too bad of symptoms you know and stuff like that it sucks it's not good for anybody uh but 
I went through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I was saying, uh, the COVID and, and the rocks and tested positive sucks, man. That sucks. But hopefully, um, he doesn't see a lot of symptoms and, and gets over it, him and his family pretty quick. So, uh, I, I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, with that being said, I had a headache and I never had, uh, a fever and maybe a couple boogers. That was, that was about it. So crazy. Oh, yeah. That's- that's some crazy shit. Like, but it, it's bad because like we knew chances are it was probably because he was sick. Just because the way stuff was lining up, you know. Yeah, we kind of saw that one coming too. Now slowly the results are coming out. I wonder if WWE okayed this. You know, <laughs> considering where it is, nah. <laughs> yeah, you don't think that they, they still will? That was another thing Renee talked about. All they, all that they said to her apparently was that we really wish you wouldn't have uh you would have told us before you you uh came public with your covid results that doesn't sound like they were too mean they didn't give her a tongue lashing or anything but don't worry because you can protect yourself from this nasty virus and with the help of wwe nonetheless because there you have it all new wwe championship hand sanitizers Oh, Get yours today at www.shop.com. <laughs> you couldn't make this up, could you? I mean, GameStop has a hand sanitizer, so I mean, it's not surprise me at this point. Yeah, these are—they don't have championship hand sanitizer. <laughs> I wonder if that. I wonder if that one's actually approved by the FDA. Look at that! Oh, how much is this shit? Let's get this up here. Let's have a nice juicy too look. Too damn much. So. We don't Twenty dollar hands and oh wait no that's for the pack okay oh boy I was about to flip my shit smoking skull hand sanitizer and then you have a championship hand sanitizer four packs it's the different titles and then what's the what are those to the right oh classic championship hand sanitizers huh you want any nope <laughs> five dollars a bottle is that is that that that's high even for New York that's high for here. Well, you get the little, so you get the big bottle for five bucks. You get the four pack. If anybody wants to look, you got to watch the video version, Twitch or Facebook. Well, yeah, we don't need those on the screen anymore. <laughs> but hey, maybe what WWE is trying to say that if AJ Styles and The Rock, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I can't even finish. Don't that. you finish that. Don't you dare. I was saying that maybe that's what they were thinking, not me. <laughs> First of all, the most unrealistic odds after that is them thinking. I guess you have a point there. Because I'm just saying another week and we still have Raw Underground. So, Yeah, I know what you mean. So Ryback was on the dirt sheets recently. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ryback. Well, it's because he's a good conversation guy. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed that. I actually have taken some time and listened to some of the episodes of his podcast. Yeah, dude, it's a great conversation piece. Yeah, courtesy of Botchamania. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, he, he chimed in on the Sonya Sonya Deville thing because I know we're a couple of weeks removed from it, so we probably, unless there's any more updates, this will be the last thing you hear about it. But this is what he had to say. I thought it was just interesting. This is the kind of situation I really feel for her because, the, and this is I truly hope. I hope he never gets out. That's the kind of thing where if you like, they give someone like that a second chance. That it and. 
just put yourself in her shoes or Mandy's shoes. Like, Mandy, I'm going to kill that bitch. You're sending, like, this isn't, I hope to God, and it seems like they, this is taken as serious as it is, because this could have been so much worse. Like, that's the kind of guy, that guy wasn't just going to kidnap her. That That's, you don't, that, that, that guy ain't right. And you can't, when people that aren't right, there's, you can't reason with them. You can't. Oh, I wish he was dead. I honestly, I wish they would have shot him and killed him on the spot because that just for her sake, so she can, the, the stress she has to be under both of them, her and Mandy and that experience, like that's never going to go away ever. I'm being on the road, always thinking like, and I can't even imagine being, you know, and I would imagine that could happen to anybody, but being a woman performer and it's this this is the reality of it and with some of the you can't sit there and stereotype everybody obviously this is one person but this is where those comments on social media where people make where you don't you have to take them all seriously and it's really hard to somebody because you can't do anything about a lot of them and like look at this situation here like if you don't think for a second that guy did not he I guarantee you he was prepared to kill guaranteed that ain't right like that is and the fact he's still in the fucking house after the alarm's probably still going off and he's just these there fucking looking for them thinking they're under the bed or some shit like what man I wish they would have shot him in his fucking head and killed him that's the kind of guy you don't we don't need those kind of people on earth. And unfortunately there's a portion of people that, that, that is how they are. And they're going to, yeah, no, like there's no, there's no, there's no rehab rehabilitation. There's no, like that's, I hope, and uh, it, this is the kind of thing. I don't know what the kind of sentence you're looking at with a guy like that, with this situation, but regardless even if, if it was 20 years or 10 years, like the stress she's going to be under when he eventually gets out. Cause that's not right. going away. That's not and like, hopefully if he does, he gets killed in prison. Like that's the, and I, I hope to God he does. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart and I feel for her that what a, just a horrible situation using that, yeah. that kind of verbiage is very powerful. The, I'm going to kill that little bitch or I'm going to kill like that's, yeah, that's some twisted shit. And I say that people can consider and think, well, that's harsh. They wouldn't know that that's the kind of guy that guy doesn't need to be alive. He doesn't. He and he, he would have acted out on probably everything that he said. Everything. So, yeah, uh, I personally almost don't disagree. I could see where he's coming from, where like the dude came in there to murder them. Would you really? Most people, if you go the emotional route, would probably rather that guy die. Exactly. Doesn't even get the opportunity to possibly have a chance to get back out. You just shut that door right then and there. Like, it's just our inner, it's just who we are. It's just the, who we as people, our inner emotions manifesting. Because let's be real. You don't watch a movie, and I know it's just a movie, but you don't see like the killer coming into the house ready to kill motherfuckers and think, man, I hope that they arrest and rehabilitate him no did you see how how did it end well they arrested and they rehabilitated him what was the end of the book yeah. well, you know after after a struggle and after he killed several of the camp campers they arrested and at that point you him. at that point you just tell me all right cool i hope they kill him in the sequel yeah, like, you what? always watch it like kill that motherfucker so i mean this is literally the 
actual manifestation of horror. A guy planned on killing them, these two girls, and came into the house, tripped the alarm and came in the house to kill them with all the shit, with the duct tape, with the weapons. And, uh, you know, I mean, this was the real shit here. This was, you know what I mean? This was going What down. reason do they actually have to let him walk out of that house alive? Which is the reason I, I, I was the one who said even before Ryback that she should have had a gun and just shot him. You know, I, I, I I'm not going to be, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to be sensitive about this shit. And if it's no. offensive, I'm sorry. I, I kind of agree. Not so much that, uh, I wish he was dead now. Hindsight, you know, I guess you have to go through the legal system like they did it that way. But if at the, on the spot, they would have just shot him in the face. Like I said, to shoot his fucking face off right there and then self defense. And then they would have found all that shit on him too. The, the text and everything. This would have been such an open and shut case, just like his casket. You know, like, so I don't feel any remorse. I mean, this dude came in there to murder them. Exactly. At that point, I mean, the fact that he's not dead now, all that tells me that it needs, you need to make it to where he suffers the maximum amount you can. Because there needs to be no bright side for him. It is, it needs, like, if you're going to threaten somebody like that and then go through with it, as far as I'm concerned, and this is going to die, I'll get there, that's how brutal this is going to sound. It's two options. Either you die or you suffer as much as you, as much as that person's going to now have to suffer by being traumatized. What you probably traumatized by the bullshit that goes on in your head. Exactly. Like, like, like every bit of stuff of mental anguish and suffering that Sonia and Mandy are going to have to deal with. It needs to be a thousand fold for him. It does. He, he he needs to be at the point where he wishes you killed him. Yeah, because if that <laughs> was somebody that I care for, uh, one of my significant other and I found that there there definitely would not be any kind of rehabilitation for him. Oh no! <laughs> the only thing the, the only thing that would have been rehabilitating was the blood on the floor when he's slowly bleeding out. Like it's you know, they would have probably no... stuffed me into a couple of programs, but <laughs> that motherfucker's fate will be sealed. So I totally know where they're coming from in that scenario, you know? So yeah. uh, you can't feel bad about it. these are stalkers. They're crazy people exactly. going into the houses because they semi famous, famous female wrestler to fucking murder her. Just because you didn't reply to your fucking irrelevant DMs. Crazy the world we live in, man. Will we There's make people it out there talking about, talk about oh, you have to fix him? He has mental, like, no, you put his ass down. Everyone keeps talking about uh, how 2020 is almost over. At this point, I'm wondering, man, because 2020 is four quarters, four seasons, right? We're now going into the final quarter. Will we make it through 2020? Because I got to admit, the first three, three quarters, those first three seasons, if this was a book, would have a big fourth season that ends it all. (laughs) You know, they're definitely, am I supposed to suddenly believe that October, November, and December, just for the hell of it, are going to be all right? Like, everyone's talking about 2020, like, we're already done. Like, oh, well, we're almost done. No, we're only in September. We still got three months of this shit. There's three more months, and usually that's where it's going to all end. And in my experience, just my overall life experience, the winter time, not to sound too much like a Stark, but winter is coming. And winter has always been worse than summer for shittiness universally. And everyone's acting like we made it through the storm. All we got to do is, is like stroll off the end of the year. Who the fuck's ever not been around the holidays? The winter, the cold, where the white walkers walk among the living. Black Friday. Watch the new controversy be Black Friday and how there are some places that are opening, some places that are not. 
And then there are some people that are staying home and being cautious and some that aren't. And that causes a battle in itself. So then people start protesting about the fact that there's Black Friday. So then they're out there too. So then the cops try to start them. So then people start protesting about them having violence against the protesters that were protesting because of the fucking Black Friday. And then the dragons come. <laughs> Can you imagine? We're heading into winter. What's the Christmas holidays going to look like in Thanksgiving, folks? If you motherfuckers think that we're even at the beginning of the end of this. Well, there's some food for thought. There's no reason to think anything's going to get better whatsoever. And yeah, then the dragons will come. You're right. <laughs> so let's get into some shitty news. So apparently, and I'm taking this step by step. I've heard whispers from you guys. This is my first point looking into it. So we're going to take it slow. Vince McMahon, it's being reported, has now told people, according to Fightful, he sent out an email in regards to reinventing the WWE product. And what that entails is protecting the brand and the superstars and properties of said brand. And in doing so, he might have banned people, or at least it seems he's basically telling these guys, you can't have side stuff going on. You can't have a side hustle. You can't have a digital side hustle in layman's terms is what I'm gathering from all of the papers in front of me. What he's saying is if you're on Twitch, and they're not being specific about platforms right now. It's speculation. But stuff like Twitch, stuff like Cameo, they're basically saying if you're on these side platforms, you have a month to get off of them or you risk either being suspended, fined, fired. I guess whatever's most convenient for them. So uh, Vince McMahon's email was leaked from Fightful and it says furthering my comments last Sunday regarding the reinvention of our product. It is imperative that we promote and protect our brand in every conceivable way. Some of you are engaged with outside third party parties using your name and likeness in ways that are detrimental to our company. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violations will result in fines, suspensions, or terminations at WWE's discretion. These actions are necessary in order to rebuild our brand as we enter the next phase of growth at WWE. I thank you for your cooperation in this matter and for all of your efforts towards the rejuvenation of WWE. Vince. So uh, what happened after this was obviously everyone was very happy on the internet. Nothing but positivity came WWE's ways. But people look, yeah, but people looked into the contract here, which I'm putting up on screen to hell with you if you think I'm reading it. But that's for you, if you want to read it. But basically, it says that, uh, WWE owns intellectual property, including trademarks, service marks, copyrighted works, and or distinctive and identifying indicia including legal name, ring name, nickname, likeness, personality, character, signature, props, gestures, routines, themes, incidents, dialogues, actions, gags, costumes, or parts of costumes, accessories, crowns, inventions, championship title, or other books, or any form of items, tangible, intangible, properly written, composed, submitted, added, improvised, created, and or used by or associated with wrestlers performed in the business of professional wrestling or sports entertainment. Everything. All of it. So... Apparently, what's being said is that they own their legal names. So not just uh, Paige, for example. They would also own Soraya Knight in these contracts. I don't even know how the hell that would be allowed or be possible. That's so stupid. Yeah, it really is. Like, how do you own that? And Cameo. One of the reasons why, for anyone who doesn't know what Cameo is, 
Cameo is this service where, for example, you have a birthday. I can send, uh, I don't know, I could send John Moxley to send you a video message for your birthday. Special message just for you. This is what Cameo is used for. Regular fans pay superstars to send special messages either to them or to their loved ones. If you have like a mother who likes Vin Diesel, for example, Vin Diesel can show up and say happy birthday, whatever to her. And this is a service. So there's been a list rotating around from Good Brothers Digital of the most expensive people on Cameo as far as WWE superstars go. And I'm going to read you the top 10 here. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Oh, God. So, wow, I'm trying to see exactly how this works. So it's like Ric Flair charges. So let me give you an example. So Kevin Owens, start from number 10. Kevin Owens charges um, $95 a minute. Billy Kay charges $188 a minute. Peyton Royce charges $232 a minute. Rey Mysterio charges $155 per minute, but he's higher than Peyton Royce because it says he makes $250. I'm not exactly sure how that goes. A piece? So is it like a starting price? That's what it is. So it's like, for example, Owens, you pay $149 to get Kevin Owens, then an additional $95 per minute. You pay $150 to get Billy Kay and then $188 per additional minute. Peyton Royce, you get $200, $232 each additional minute. Rey Mysterio, $250, $155 each additional minute. Mandy Rose, $250, $319 each additional minute. Sasha Banks, $375, $301 each additional minute. Charlotte Flair, $380, $426 each additional minute and then rounding up our top three is alexa bliss 399 dollars 296 dollars per minute roman reigns 500 dollars 394 dollars per minute and rick flair 500 dollars 440 dollars per minute as number one now as far as the top they have different categories it's incredible so the top 10 earners of money because again this is how much they charge it doesn't necessarily mean that's how much everyone's paying the top 10 earners on this platform so far have been number 10 kurt angle has made nine thousand three hundred and one dollars doing cameos kevin owens has made ten thousand four hundred thirty two dollars and number nine number eight lacey evans has made fourteen thousand and twenty seven dollars number seven ray mysterio has made fifteen thousand dollars number six sasha banks has made sixteen thousand one hundred twenty seven dollars number five roman reigns has made eighteen thousand dollars peyton royce number four twenty one thousand eight hundred three dollars Number three, Mandy Rose made $22,503. Probably all from that dude. No, I'm kidding. Number two, Ric Flair made $30,000. Number one, Big E made $62,509 on Cameo. More people want Big E for Cameo than anybody. I'm almost kind of not surprised because, I mean, Big E, a fucking walking cartoon at this point. So. And now you get Legends. Top 10 highest earning legends on Cameo, with number 10 being Kevin Nash with $3,466. I guess at $105 a minute. You got Lita, $4,201 for $100 a minute. Coco Beware, $4,451 at $25 a minute. Tony Rica with $5,671 at $10 a minute. Ted DiBiase with $9,076 at $75 a minute. The Godfather, $9,401 at $50 a minute. Jerry Lawler at number four, $9,601 at $75 a minute. Number three being Hacksaw Jim Duggan at $19,728, $75 a minute. 
Mick Foley, $34,280 at $75 a minute. And then number one, Brett the Hitman Hart himself, $65,710 at $150 per minute. So this is what they would not be able to do, allegedly, according to what's happening. <laughs> King, King Quest said that Vince Mad the Biggie makes more money than Roman. I mean, let's be real. It's logical what some of the logic this company comes up with. So, uh, a lot of wrestlers chimed in. Mick Foley said banning wrestlers from making extra money on third-party deals, Twitch, YouTube, Cameo strikes me as a crummy thing to do. Just my opinion. And uh, Dustin Rhodes tweeted, I think I should join Cameo. <laughs> yeah, man, what the hell? Get in on that. Get in on I that. didn't realize you did that one because the one I heard about was Renee's. Oh, God. Yeah. Nah, freaking Renee. What was it that she said? Renee was just, uh, I think, um, when the one thing came out, she mentioned Twitch. I you think she was pretty much just like, it's just pretty much similar, but instead of a cameo, it was Twitch. Well, now she's uh, in the position to do it. Fox isn't going to stop her because she's still employed by them. Actually, Fox don't give a shit. Fox will be like, get your hustle on. Fox doesn't give a single shit about that. Fox also don't want to rise to your legal name. So, I mean, that's another thing, too. Yeah, Meltzer was quoted as saying that he doesn't think that YouTube's included, that he knows people who don't think YouTube is, but he doesn't know. It hasn't been completely explained what it means, which makes you wonder about Kanachan TV, Oscar's channel, things like that. What how does this affect up, up, down, down? Like, what exactly the hell is going on here? Nobody seems to really know. It's just really weird. But uh, Meltzer then went on to say that the straw that broke the camel's back was CJ Perry, a.k.a. Lana's Bang Energy Drink commercial, which I don't know why that would be the straw that broke. Like, that does it, energy drinks? Ah! Uh, you know like, what the what bad the part about it is? And because I don't expect any less from this company, probably because it's Rusev's wife. Maybe. Because uh, they know Rusev doesn't give a shit about trying to come back there anymore. Well, here's the here's the commercial for anyone that cares. You know, ironically, I actually did try it last week, and it wasn't because of this. It's just just yeah. happened to uh the the local health store around here that I go to. That the brand I normally get was uh was not there, and they had bang. We got bang and another one. I forgot what the other one was, but we were just like, I don't want any sugar or carbs in my energy drinks. So yeah, we went to uh the local health store, and it's such a good place. Like it's one of those high level health places. So I I've never heard oh, of that yeah. before, but like just because it was there, I knew. It was just like this has to be good shit because this isn't a place that fucks around and gives you like the garbage that you get off of the uh off of the shelves. I say that as I drink a, a sugar free monster, but hey, I couldn't make the walk there to that place today to bring you guys this damn show. But uh, you know Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do, drink shitty monster. But yeah, but no, normally when you can get to these health places, why just so much for that monster plug, uh, you know, they have good shit like that. So it's good. We're not here to plug the energy drink though. <laughs> just something that so I wonder why something as irrelevant as an energy drink had them thinking we don't want any out of make our money yeah everybody's mad about that apparently uh this pissed off lana though that melter reported this and she said i am not the store that broke the camel's back you know who you are and that is false but thank you for writing about me all of you i am your scapegoat she put a scapegoat 
but I don't think she meant escape goat. She meant scapegoat. Yeah, it's not she a tried. scapegoat. Like you don't get on top of it and it takes you out of a dungeon, even though that would be a good idea, right? <laughs> like imagine if there was an RPG where an escape goat took you out of the dungeon. That was your fast. And you know the bad part? It's not going to be any normal. It's going to be the goat from Goat Simulator. Yeah, it'll be a super deformed one. It'll be like a little cartoony escape goat. <laughs> she meant scapegoat. This is like when yeah. that dude had the rabbit Wolverine sign up. That was <laughs> the Except rabbit. He wasn't famous. The <laughs> rabbit Wolverine. That's what you thought they were saying this whole time, homie. What it anyway? She got pissed at Melser, and as you can see, uh, she said that she's not the scapegoat. <laughs> you had to go back to that one one more time, didn't you? <laughs> I really did. Uh, funny thing, I'm just going to tell you guys. I thought it was interesting how I came across this story. I came across this backwards because when I got up this morning, uh, I checked my phone, and the first thing on my timeline was Rusev cursing out Dave Melser. <laughs> Yo, I haven't heard it, but I heard Rusev went in. But it was just weird because I didn't know everything I just told you guys yet. So it was just kind of like I just hit the phone. I just hit that first video. I don't know what made me hit it. And it was just him cursing. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> anyway, so now we know the story. You know, it was, it was Pulp Fiction style for me where like the beginning was the end. And I'm like, oh, but now we come full circle here. And uh, let's look at this uh, Miro, a.k.a. Rusev again. Hey, what do you mean? CJ's okay. What's wrong with CJ? Oh, the fucker. The motherfucker, um, <laughs> what's his freaking face? Uh, Meltzer, once again, putting out bullshit out there. And I'm fucking tired of this fucking guy. Like, honestly, man, like, get the F out of here. Like, who the F are you to speak things like that? Because, first of all, those are not true. Those are all freaking bullshit lies. This man, one day he's going to burn in hell. Like, it's 100%. Like, it, and it's okay. Like, hey, go, Meltzer, go ahead, collect everybody's money, collect their $10, $20, whatever the hell you are. Collect all their money. But let me tell you, once you die, most likely you're going to go to hell because of all your lies that you've managed to, uh, say every single day about pretty much everybody. <laughs> you know, my favorite part about that whole thing is what the first four F bombs just strafe. Fuck. And then he switched it up. He was like, get the F out of here. I was like, at that point, you can't just switch that up. <laughs> My favorite thing about it was uh, the way he talked about Melsa going to hell. Just because he didn't say it the way you would say somebody's going to hell. Like, normally somebody like, you're going to fucking hell, motherfucker. But he said it more like the way you would talk about it. Like, if you thought that the Yankees were going to win. Like, he was like... <laughs> You know, Melsa's going to hell. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy, that guy, that guy rode to hell. Like, it was just so funny. <laughs> like, he couldn't be less casual. <laughs> Rusev's awesome, man. They lost a really, really interesting guy. Well, you know, he's going I'm to hell. Sorry. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Melsa. You got the wrong person that got heat on you now because I believe Rusev <laughs> before I believe you. Like, it's just stuff oh, like this. Like, what the fuck is just this? Makes, stuff like this is where I start to get bothered with guys like, Melter, it's like yo can you like at least try to be careful of what you say because you piss off the wrong person after a while nobody's gonna give a shit about what you said i mean i uh i take in a lot of wrestling and podcast content and on my timeline a lot of the time i find myself listening to Melser, specifically more brian alvarez because he's the one who's kind yeah. of more controlling the mic and Melser's there too sometimes. I, I i feel like with with alvarez i kind of hear what he says and i could hear more thought put into it right right 
Whereas when whereas when Meltzer, I just hear okay, you just hear what's stuttering gonna mess. get like I, I hear the stuttering, and then I hear okay, what's gonna either piss off the most people or store the most attention? Yeah, which is why I always say take it with a grain of salt. Opinions you don't have to take with a grain of salt, but when you hear like shit like that, like it was been reported that this and this happened, which is the reason I try to get it from the uh, from the person, whether it be their podcast or their stream or whatever, which is what makes the show take a little longer. I don't like to just come on here with word has it shit like everybody else. Because sometimes, honestly, there's stuff that I'll read and I don't really bring it up on here. And it'll be like a paragraph of a transcript that someone said with the link to the to the audio. And I will listen to it and listen to it and I will find that nowhere. So always, always make sure you check your source. But yeah, so Rusev didn't like that happening. He wasn't happy at all. And uh, there's also concerns, according to PW Insider, that WWE might want some of the money. Because they just need more feckin' money. It is supposed that, to be like a million, like billion dollar company. If they don't the shut down their Twitch money, because they did say they'll be fines, and that's one of those things. It's almost like the weed, where if you get caught on a piss test with weed, then they're just gonna find. They don't even judge you, and it's just like boom, you just have you equal less money out of your bank account back to us. That's how they use certain things, man. It literally could just be that they just slap random fines every now and then for being on Twitch, which is essentially them tapping into that Twitch profit. Which now would become subjective whether or not the money that they make is worth the fines that they're dishing out. Is it just enough to pay off the fines? Because if it is, you're working for them now. See how beautiful that is? Like, they need to stay in their own lane and try to somehow at least get a quarter of the way decent at booking a wrestling show before they go fucking with Twitch and everything else. And then they released another statement. Ooh. So exciting. Much like Disney and Warner Brothers, WWE creates, promotes, and invests in its intellectual property, i.e. the stage names of performers like The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Big E, and Braun Strowman. It is the control and exploitation of these characters that allows WWE to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performers at the highest levels in the sports entertainment industry. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis, rather than at an individual level, which as a result will provide more valuable, more value for all involved. So, that's their explanation. They're like, we're like Disney and Warner Brothers. <laughs> Disney and Warner Brothers are entertaining. <laughs> What are they doing? They just want the money. Just say you want the money. You know, just say that you want the money. Chip, you know, you know what? what? You just, you just made the list. list. Oh, 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 here we go. Oops, Thank sorry. you. Thank you for that. on Facebook. I think I know why it's double. I might have two of those up, so I just took one down. Hopefully that fixes things. But yeah, it's like, stay in y'all own lane. Like, what? Y'all barely competent to build a freaking wrestling show. What the fuck are you doing messing with these guys? Like, like and it's that part about this. It literally just comes down to the simple thing. All that is, is hey, those guys are doing stuff on Twitch and we don't get to take credit for it. Yeah, and of course people are pissed off about this. Yeah, anybody with half a brain would be. You know, it's like so, you know, th- that kind of sustained them during the pandemic. A lot of people, man, having these Twitch channels, Twitch blew up more because of this. And you're going to tell them that you're, that you're uh, not allowed to do it. Paige had by my favorite response when that thing came out. Paige just straight out tweeted, nope. Yeah. So what basically happened. And I, I was right there with her. Cause it's like, it's not like they're fucking using her anyway. The fuck she owes them. Like, 
And those contracts, I question that whole being able to own somebody's legal name. You own their legal name, but they're independent contractors. Like, how far does this independent contractor shit go? I've never seen such an abuse of the legal system in my life. Independent contractor means that the person works for themselves and you hire them for their services. That's like if somebody started like their own plumbing business or roofing business or anything like that. That is an independent contractor. You call this person who's responsible for their own taxes and business and money, and they come at their time scheduled with you to do things. You can't own the plumber afterwards and be like, look, but I also need you to sign here. And afterwards, you're not allowed to be your name anymore. And Like, it's just such a strange thing. There's such a big difference between an independent contractor and a, and and like an employee that it really just feels like they're exploiting a loophole in the way that the law is written. Because there's no way knowing what an independent contractor actually is that the, that anyone employed for the WWE qualifies as that shit. You felt you file 1099 forms, which is not the normal tax form. It's an independent form. And there's a reason for that shit. You work for yourself. Literally, people who own their own businesses are independent contractors, that kind of shit. You know, it's really absurd to me that uh, you have people. It's, it's like they're doing it just so they don't have to pay anyone. And then you're going to say you own their names and they're not allowed to do any other shit besides that. Like what would you do? Like, this is crazy. Can I drop me a rose bomb in here? I did, right? Yep. There um, it is. Yes. I don't remember if I if I put it on everything or not. Yeah, it's just it's it, it it's more and more and more things that eventually are going to yes, I'm going to say it kill this company. It'll be a slow death, but at the rate they're going, they got two choices: they can get it together, or they we're just they were, we are eventually going to hit a point where WWE is not going to be here anymore because they're going to piss off just enough people to where they will not be able to sustain anymore. And they liquidate like, the company. It wouldn't be the strangest thing. Like, at the end of the day, you can have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Money is not permanent. They talked on Wrestling Observer about the fact that uh, they said that basically uh, they're down 35% of what their viewers used to be. You know, 35% in the 18 to 49 demographic, 28% in total. Wonder why. They've lost more than a quarter of their viewers. You know what I mean? It's no longer within the realm of impossibility that what you're saying can't come to reality anymore. Like now we're on that slide part. You know what I mean? Now we're on that free fall slide where like ratings are just falling. Think about it. 28% of the ratings have fallen out of the air. A, a quarter over a quarter of their viewers are gone. An entire quarter. That's a nice size chunk. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and you know, the funny thing is I'm really at the point where it's like, if it happened, I, I wouldn't feel bad for them because they've reached the point where it's deserved now because all they're doing is thinking of themselves and screwing over the people who have basically put some of their, in some cases, their livelihoods on the line for them. It's literally like this, this, when this company dies, it's going to be karma. You should have looked out for your people. You should have made sure everybody was in the best possible situation and you should have made sure that you weren't trying to control every aspect of their lives not so it benefits them but so it benefits you and then when you get bored you toss them to the edge it's kind of funny from the little bit of impact i've been watching it's funny to see the guys who were there get there and instantly get treated what for their worth yeah yeah, and, and and according to PW Insider, they're saying YouTube's okay at the moment, but if you have a Pro Wrestling Tees uh, website, that's gone. Like, you have to get rid of that. That's included in this 
So a lot of the T-shirts and stuff that aren't being sold directly from WWEshop.com also have to be taken down now. They're talking about this growth. Ain't shit going to grow. I'm yeah. still waiting for that change that McMahon family yeah. promised. And Fightful apparently spoke to some people within the WWE that said that uh, they would want to renegotiate their contracts for more money if they weren't allowed to do the outside projects. And therein lies the fundamental problem with this, that they're not in this. And they're, they're, this is a company that's never in this for the immediate present. They're in this for the far future. Because if you start renegotiating your contract for more money without being able to do outside projects, then what you're doing is when the next wave of superstars make it to your level, they're going to give them those same very contracts without the ability to do outside projects for less money than what you're receiving right now. The whole fucking locker room saying for them is leave this place better than you found it. And that's entirely not what you're going to be doing if you do even submit to there being any kind of contracts that allow you to get more money but not be able to keep your side shit. You're going to ruin yourself if you do that. Because again, you know, just throwing a number out there, if somebody makes $5 million and they make it $7 million, but they can't have side gigs, then the next person who comes in for significantly less is coming in significantly less without side gigs because it'll be a permanent clause on their contract. They're going in the direction where the next generation of people be- besides these guys will not be able to do those things going into this company and it'll be known well in advance. And that's what really sucks. Because sure, we could say, fuck that, Paige, AJ Styles, you guys leave. But you can't say that to like the guys that are still trying to climb the ranks that are in the performance center, people who we may not even know yet, people who don't have that kind of an income. And that's what they've always done. They always add shit to the contract where if you're hungry enough just to get on TV, you're going to take these contracts and then the people below you are going to take those contracts. It's the way it's the it's the beautiful way that the American dollar works because that's how it works in any business. They'll fire the people that are the veterans that make the most money because they can hire a bunch of new people, and then those new people they have less time on their cards, they have less benefits, they have less uh, retirement to have to pay these motherfuckers. You start them off at a lower wage and you keep them going, and that's what's going to happen here. It's like we're worried about the superstars like Paige and people who have essentially retired or will retire soon, but it's going to hurt those that are coming up when this becomes a permanent thing which is what they seem to be trying to enforce. And that sucks. Like if I'm either a former person or like somebody who's in there, but then on the way out, I'm warning the new people. Like I'm, I'm plugging that hole up instantly. Like, yo, like to hell with the job. Do not come here because it's nowhere near what you think it is. You're not going to have anywhere near the level of freedom that you think you're going to have. It's literally just going to probably just damage you. And make you not want to do this shit anymore. Because at this point, that's what this company has become. They bring you in. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, little example with, uh, it's kind of funny. I noticed it scrolling through Twitter today. Look at Ali. Remember that awesome can't come back Ali had? Yeah. Guess where he's at now? Fucking main event. Yeah. Trying to get, trying to get main event Mustafa hashtagging. Like, and there's all kind of speculation. There's the thing about Lana. There's the thing about AJ Styles, uh, where he talked about Paul Heyman and what happened with his friends getting released. Um, you know, there's a thing about, uh, I don't know, I guess apparently the cameo, just the fact that that's considered going into businesses on their own. You know, Seamus' YouTube channel, he calls it the Celtic Warrior Workout. There's the use of the name Celtic Warrior there, which they also earn. Um, so, I mean, there's all these different things that are apparently rubbing them the wrong way. It's not one specific thing, which is what makes it such a problem, you know. And, uh. Our boy Miro, he apparently addressed this too. 
he could say whatever. Don't you love when they when they get freed, when they red pill themselves like that, and then it's like, oh, oh shit, yeah, great. Now look what happened. Now you're just gonna keep feeding us stuff. So this was because the next because thing. because at that point everything I've ever said gets proven right. <laughs> In hindsight, I do not care for tagging. I just think it's such a low class, dumb, most unprofessional thing to do. I think it's so 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 stupid because. I don't work for WWE, but I still get WWE checks every quarter. Like every quarter, you know, the merch and stuff, they're still selling. They're still sending me money. I ain't freaking dead either. So why wouldn't you use my, why wouldn't you tag me? Why wouldn't you use my, my the tag? Why wouldn't you do that? I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand. I don't work for anybody else. It's not like, hey, I work for TNA and they don't want to promote me. Well, yeah, I get that. But I am here, jobless. Well, I love what I do. But when you think about it, I can go and file for unemployment when I want, if I want. But I don't because I feel like the money should be distributed to people who actually need it instead of people like me. Why can't you tag me? Like, what is so wrong with it? I just don't understand. This is not a war. Nobody's fighting. This is about, this, what is this about? I really don't know. And it's not that I'm mad. I'm just like, are you freaking shit? It's not Vince. You think Vince tweeted that? Bro, Vince doesn't even tweet his own tweets. He's got person who tweets his own tweets. But it, but whoever did it, why? What do you think? Well, Bureau, the reason they don't tag you is because they're pissed off that you didn't just fall apart. Because when they release you like that, that's what they want. They want you to they be want, well, They want you to fall apart. They want you to squirm. And in reality, this motherfucker has become bigger here than he ever was with ever was with, with them. They want you to be fully dependent on them. Yeah. That's what it really they, is. They they can't accept the fact they didn't tag him in it because they are steamed. And that's why the whole thing came out of where I wouldn't be surprised if they blamed Lana. Because it's just another way to try to dig at Rusev for having the audacity to decide he won't for, for decide 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 to have his own identity and be a success without them because they're insecure children over there. This is the mecca of the wrestling world. This is a broom full of insecure children that are mad that the other kids want to go play without him. <laughs> well said. Like I'm, I'm so tired of even trying to be skeptic like skeptical with this fucking company. It's a piece of shit. That doesn't care about anything unless it benefits them. It's Nobody really else is like way. this. With the, releases, with the releases during a pandemic, the way they treated people, the lack yeah. of precautions that they took, and then now using the very platforms that helped carry a lot of these people through these hard times and turning it against them, it looks shitty. I can't really say. Oh, not damn look. It is shitty. Like, no, let's not bad. sit here and like, try to like pretend you, like, like this. Is what it is. The like, gaming world is the gaming world, and the wrestling world is the wrestling world. And even us here, who are a hybrid of the two, keep the stuff as separate as we can. When we're here on Mondays, you don't hear us talking about what we did on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, even though this is a gaming channel as well. When we're on the gaming channel, we keep the wrestling talk at much to a minimum, unless we've already said in the beginning that it's going to be banter. We try to do the things. It's like it's completely different. The di- the dynamic is completely yeah. different, and they have no business here. This money is not theirs. It's terrible. They don't like, and the bad part is like they'll they'll never. It when it's too late, that's when they're gonna start to give a shit. But guess what? By that time, nobody's gonna give a shit. 
they're going to be that one ant that's straight away from the from the ant pile that got stepped on. Nobody's going to care. Let's hope that you're not entirely right, but we'll see what happens. Uh, at, th- at this point, I damn near hope. Like, whoever's there who I like, get out of there. Yeah, therefore the ship goes down because the iceberg's fucking coming. This is what Paige had to say about what's going on here on her channel. Thank you. Just so you guys know, this is all going to be changed. It's going to say Soraya Mania. Everything's getting changed to Soraya. Icemander, what's up, buddy? Everything's getting changed to Soraya. My real name. But we are not getting rid of our Twitch, you guys. We are here to stay. Game, thank you. Two months, huh? We are here to stay, you guys. We are not going anywhere. Twitch is our house. I am the queen of Twitch. So I'm not. There is no chance in hell. We are getting rid of my stream. We're here, we're here to stay. Leave Twitch? Nah. Not at all. No, guys, I'm a, I can keep it. It's just Soraya. Just have to uh, change all over to Soraya. Team Soraya. So yes, all of this is going to be changed. Just so that you all, all you all know. This is all going to be changed to Soraya Mania. Nightcap with Soraya instead of Nightcap with Paige. All that kind of stuff. But the background's going to stay the same. It's just the name change, you guys. Just going to change the name on everything. Danger Shoes, thanks for the five, buddy. Thank you guys for understanding. I know it's going to be a little bit weird that you have to get used to Soraya. But it is what it is. It is what it is. You guys. So, Soraya. And that's what we're basically hearing. We're hearing that uh, according to PW Insider page, Amber Moon, um, they changed their Twitch profiles. They removed WWE from them. Uh, Mia Yim also on Twitter and Twitch. They're all changing their names. Um to see if that satisfies uh, WWE's requirements. But uh, according to Meltzer, uh, he said that after Paige changed her Twitch name to Saraya, WWE said that's not going to fly. So uh, they're definitely pushing the issue. This isn't just something that they're, being, that they're being passive about. Meltzer's quote is saying when Paige switched one of her things, Twitch, to Saraya, they were like, that's not going to fly because it's still banned, I guess. Anyway, we'll see how this plays out over the next whatever. I mean, most of the talent is not happy from what I gather. So they literally told her after she did this, no, anyway. They were vocal about this. They are completely controlling what these superstars are allowed to do. Yeah, I mean, hey, Paige, man, you, you, you got to get off Twitch, man. They're going to de-push you. What's up, Willie? Uh, Willie. Hey. So, so I think that that, gotta, is, that is crazy. The fact that that went the way that it did, um, it is for no fucking reason. Yeah, they're definitely picking a fight here. So former presidential candidate Andrew Yang commented on this, and he basically said, "If I'm not the Secretary of Labor, I'm pretty confident I'll have his or her number to talk about the ridiculous classification of WWE wrestlers as independent contractors while controlling their names and likenesses for years, even for something as benign as Cameo. Come on, Vince. You've already deprived the folks 
breaking their backs for you of health care, security, recovery time, retirement benefits, and fair treatment, licenses and royalties. At least let them make a living off their own names. Many of them need it. I grew up a wrestling fan, and it's been sad to see so many of my childhood heroes pass away early. I'd feel better knowing that they that they and their families were being fairly treated. I look forward to doing what I can for the next generation of performers. I know how tough it is. Vince, you better hope your old friend Donald wins because change is in the air and changes are are long overdue when your corrupt labor practices are concerned it would give me great pleasure the people know so uh that is from andrew yang now here's the thing here about this it reminds me of the loot boxes with ea where the loot boxes were always a thing that people went damn this is kind of shady damn this is kind of shady but then there had to be one time that somebody got too fucking greedy and wanted too much and then other people in the mainstream started looking and went hey Get your hand out of that cookie jar. That's what happened. I knew WWE was going to get so controlling at some point that it was going to get the attention of people, politics, people in the main, main, uh, mainstream media. And now they're fucked because if they would have quietly been happy with what they had, they would have gotten away with it a little bit longer. But now you're getting the attention of politicians in the news. That's the last fucking thing that you're going to want to do because God forbid that guy goes through. And he makes this a big thing. And you know what? It could happen so fast to you, WWE, that he fucking did. He went on CNN and made this a thing. Yes, everyone who watches CNN has now seen it. Do you know how I know? Because we got it. Feed has recently been looking like a, a job pitch for the labor secretary position. Is that something you want? And have you talked to Joe Biden about it? I'll, I'll do whatever... Uh, Joe and Kamala want me to do to help us get uh, to the the next page in our country's history, Anna. I think that the the post you're talking about was my categorizing the misclassification of professional wrestlers as independent contractors, which is completely ridiculous given that the WWE controls their name and likeness for years uh, and controls their activities in many ways. But anything that Joe and Kamala have for me that I think that they think will help uh, move the country forward, I, I would love to help. Well, real quickly, if you will, if you were given that opportunity, what would an Andrew Yang labor secretary do on day one? We have to try to get people the benefits that were associated with full-time jobs uh, in different ways, Anna, because we can't pretend that it's going to be like the 70s or 80s where you get a job and you're at the same company for years and years. So certainly you want to make it easier for workers to organize and bargain for better benefits. But if you could have a means of ha having workers have benefits that move with them when things change for them in terms of their employment, I think that would be something that we need to make progress on because we're way behind the curve on people getting uh, benefits that you expect with a job when they have temp or gig jobs. So now you have people gunning for you, not just for that Twitch shit, but you could lose that plus the whole independent thing, which means they, they need to pay medical benefits. There are some that are under the belief, and I've heard a lot of old school guys say this, that if WWE ever had to do that, that that would be it. They would have to close up shop. It would just be too much for their, uh, for their economy. Oh, for the love of God, make them do it. Which I find that hard to believe. Maybe money would be a little bit more scarce because medic, medicine, medical benefits are quite expensive. But you know what? They're a lot more expensive than the money they would have made with the being greedy about the Twitch and Cam. They should have kept, they should have kept their fucking mouth shut about the Twitch, the Twitch and Cameo thing. You know what I mean? Mind your business because now somebody or else is up here. Or just not even doing anything. Why they just let these guys do what they gotta do? How do they feel? 
How does it feel when someone sticks their face into your shit, WWE, which is essentially what Andrew Yang is doing here? You did that to the, to your wrestlers. You stuck their face in shit that had nothing to do with you, and now this guy is gunning for you. He popped, he, he popped the top on your shit, and the best part about it is you can't de-push him. Yeah, you know, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this kind of stuff. Like, what do you... It has nothing to do. There's no reason these guys can't have side gigs like that. No other yeah. job in the world would tell you that you can't stream on Twitch. Who the fuck do they think they are? If I plugged this show Twitch, at my fucking job before. Are you kidding me? Like, I've seen, what? Uh, I've seen Chandler Riggs streaming on Twitch. And he's from ANC's Walking Dead. After he got killed off. You know, like, are you kidding me? Kind of funny, we talk about like wrestlers that we've seen on Twitch. I passed by Evil Uno's channel the other day. Just there, very shitty. Twitch it away. Very shitty. It's just, it's just like, what a damn shame, man. That this is, at, this, this is the point, company. At, at this point, it, it, like it's to the point now where anytime we report anything on there, I automa- it's automatically true because this company has proven on numerous occasions it is shitty in every single way. New shitty move news comes by, comes around now, and from now on, don't expect me to even skepticize about it for a second, yeah. because it's always been true. Xavier Woods chimed in as well. I have his quote here. He said, I have no answers. I have no idea what is going on. I think I'm fine. I think most people are fine, but we'll find out. I don't know. I'm not the person to ask. I wish I knew more, but I don't, unfortunately. We're going to stream as much as we can for as long as we can. I'm just trying to build an audience so that when I get my G4 gig, we have a built-in crew. Keep my my game name alive. And that's another thing. He wants to be one of the new hosts of the upcoming G4 Next Generation. It's like, I hope they don't fuck that up, man. You know what I mean? Like, right now, the last thing that we need is for G4 that's just coming back to already start losing potential hosts, thanks to WWE, of all people. This G4 thing is a delicate thing. We already lost it once. I don't want to lose it twice. Not for nothing. There's no reason to stay in this company. The money is not worth it. The status is not worth it. Yeah, I'll I'll go to fucking impact where nobody probably ever sees me, but at least I'll be able to do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah, and now I have a bunch of pricks who don't know what they're talking about telling me what I can and can't do. Yeah, and just hurting your money, you know. Stephanie yeah. released a statement where she said, oh, "I think the talent we have today have more of an opportunity than." anybody ever did before because of social media they recognize their own opportunity to promote their own brand and their own voice both in and outside of the ring the more interaction they have with their fans the more people will want to see you perform so why are you trying to take so so why are you trying to take your twitch money stuff <laughs> i'm just saying like your dumbass contradicted the fuck out of everything your pappy said like you st- st- stick to taking credit for the women's stuff because you just yeah you yeah and for anyone who didn't see all out last night or didn't watch our post show first of all go to hell put a lot of time into that but uh here is the uh the shot kip sabin trolling on the whole thing twitch.tv slash the kip sabin join the super bad sub squad today this message has been approved by all elite wrestling i i popped when they when they ran that interview oh i i oh my god yeah because an aew they are allowed to work with third parties. You know, Tony was quoted as saying when he was asked about Kip Sabian and the Twitch stream stuff, he said that he has different answers for different platforms and the sponsorships are different. And he says he supports people going out on Twitch and monetizing the platform and their YouTube. And he puts over some of the shows and uses how they support BTE. 
And he said he knows that Kip loves Twitch. He's not going to stop him from using it. And it's different for each platform and how you're addressing it. He says he wouldn't tell anyone in the company that they can't do do it outside the company. So, you know. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it's unreal. I, I've never heard something so groundbreaking. But it sounds like Tony Khan actually gives a shit about the people who put their bodies on the line for Imagine him. Imagine that. Freedom, right? Freedom's weird. Fucking crazy. Yeah, Which, like, a lot of insane. these guys, like, example, I'm having Paige up there. Like, I, I follow her on Twitch as well. A lot of these, all the way these guys um, make this make a lot as much money as they do because some of these guys make a lot of money. One of the cool things, which uh, Twitch actually has an interesting feature, you can set it to what's known as subs only chat. So pretty much you have to be, it encourages people to subscribe because then you can actually interact with a lot of these people. It's different things like that to where they make their money. So it's even, it, it's shitty on top of shitty. Like you're just saying, hey, all this extra money you can make actually doing stuff and being and having fun. We're going to have you just not do anything. Never be around. Everybody's probably going to forget you're here. And there won't be a JTG clock to save you. And then just make our shitty money. Yeah. That's what they want. I mean, Lana apparently just hit 1 million TikTok subscribers. You know, Mandy Rose has half a million. So, I mean, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for all of that money, that TikTok, that Twitch money, all of that fucking money. They just want all of it. Fucking pricks. (laughs) It's pretty shitty. That's so that's what we had to discuss with you guys. And I already told you what my opinions. Obviously, this is a low life shitty move. You know, that goes that's an understatement. But they're already paying for it. They're already getting the negative attention and negative press for it. Whether or not that's gonna be something that pays off in the long run, I hope it is people need to stay on top of it with them. They have no right whatsoever to do this or treat people this way. It is shitty. It sucks. And uh, it just goes to show the sense of entitlement that they've had. And I feel like the pandemic's only made them a worse company. They've become more dog eat dog. You know what I mean? They've become more about self-preservation and less about anyone else but th- themselves. That Whereas everyone else has gone in the opposite direction, it feels like we're just really hearing a lot of negativity from this company. You know? and, it will, and when the when things are as close to back to normal as they can be, it will destroy them. And I'll gladly sit here watching my, <laughs> eating my popcorn, watching AEW on the other screen. Yeah. Or even Impact, because Impact has some stuff anyway, going on, too. I mean, tell... Not really talk, discussing the ep- episodes or anything, but I mean, freaking Chad Hawkins, Brian Myers shows up at Impact, and instead of going on a exaggerated ass lose losing streak already in his first feud, he in an angle. Uh, did you happen to hear what's what uh, happened with Eric Young? Uh, I was actually going to play the Eric Young the end of that match. Yeah, that's what you're well, talking about. Look at this from keep in mind the last time we saw Eric Young, the fucker couldn't even so much as get his own entrance on TV for a year and a fucking half. And watch this. Okay, let's get this up here. Eric Young, look, 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 look. He's got his hockey mask. Hockey mask off the skull. Hockey mask off the skull of the champion. Eric Young with the dreaded pile driver in the center of the ring. And Eric Young is going to become world champion here tonight. The championship belt was a red herring for Eric Young to grab his hockey mask and knock out Eddie Edwards. And ladies and gentlemen, Eric Young, the world-class maniac, is now world champion. And now becoming world champion. What? This is too much. This is too much a chop block. And now a single leg on Eddie Edwards' 
This is the same knee. You already ended Rich Rich Swan's career. What more does Eric Young need to prove you won the title tonight? He's going to break Eddie's leg. Security out here to stop this, to stop this attack. What more does he need to prove? This is completely uncalled for. This is disgusting, Josh. Disgraceful. The disgraceful acts of a new world champion. I hope there are severe repercussions for what Eric Young did here tonight. Well, winning the title was definitely one of those repercussions, apparently. See, what I'm noticing, and I've noticed it watching everything. When you leave WWE, no matter where you go, whether you're a Brody Lee winning the TV title, whether you're Moxley winning the world title, whether you're FDR winning the tag titles, whether you're freaking Eric Young winning the world title, whether you're Brian Myers actually getting featured in an angle, these other companies reward you for suffering through Stanford, Connecticut's bullshit for however long you were over there. You sound like you're Treat really, you the actor of value. You sound like WWE at this point has really fully fucking triggered you, man. Oh, dude, it's you know it's been building for so long. But then when I say it, it hit me right when I saw Eric Young win the world title and I thought back to ever since sanity had come up and it goes from they completely change his look, which nobody asked for. And then I'm sitting there like, when's the last time I even saw it surprised me in 2K20 that he still had the sanity music because I didn't even know what his music was. Yeah. And it's like what it is. It's the and then you see the people who constantly defend this company when they just outright disrespect these people yeah it's like it is it's upsetting you know because a lot of these guys work their asses off we talked before about watching eric young since he was the guy who was scared of his own pyro yeah and the most he ever got that entire time in wwe was like a a minuscule nxt tag title run yeah no it's definitely a problem it's fucking it's disrespectful we're gonna mockly getting tempted to talk about fucking pooper scoopers and now he's a damn near murderer in AEW. WWE's been around so long. I, I think that's what triggers me. They've been around so long. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, right. wh- what's the end game? Because there's nothing good that's coming from it. All you're doing is, they, at this point, they're the ones burning the bridges. Not even anybody else. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on from this dreaded company, guys. Anyway. <sighs> let's talk about some fun stuff. I wish. I wish that segment yeah, yeah. would have worked, but it's not going to. Yeah, you know, damn, you know, you're right. I thought about it. I was like, wait, no, no, we, no. There will be fun. some stuff, but not yet. The last thing I want to talk about kind of shitty is uh, Ralphus. Yeah, and oh, this one hurt. WCW Ralphus, Jericho's lackey, has sidekick and involved in a lot of other angles. He has passed away. I don't know how many mm-hmm. of you remember Ralphus, but. Uh, I'll never forget Ralphus. <laughs> I'll let you guys get a look at Ralphus for a couple of minutes here for those of you new to the game. Me and Ralphus are the hardcore duo of WCW, and after the match, I'll be doing the big wiggle. Yummy, yummy. Ralphus Gums takes charge. Oh, God, this is you. A man in command. You should say serve and protect on his shirt. He's the master of crowd control. You can see that. One Ralph. One Ralphus. I am a mountain, and I am a tall tree, oh, I am a swift wind, sweeping the country, I am a river, down in the valley, 
The Social Injustice Warriors series is not meant to offend, so if you're offended, then refer back to this intro a few times over. Most importantly, the Social Injustice Warrior wants you to remember that his opinions don't matter. They're just the way one cynical asshole sees Okay. That took a turn. I was so lost. I was like, wait a minute, this is an interesting little Ralphus tree. What the fuck? Like, yeah, the Ralphus. Like the SJWs came from Ralphus too? Like Yeah, I guess that's the channel it came from, so shout out to him. Oh man. Yeah, Ralphus was a Ralphus was a treat, bro. Yeah, he absolutely You was. knew you were about to have a good time when Ralphus showed up, like. Mm-hmm. We linked you guys to that full video there for anyone that didn't see it or listening to the podcast version. Rest in peace, Ralphus. Yeah. Thank you for the laugh, sir. John Riker. <laughs> John Riker. And you know, that was the funny thing about Ralph is you never mm-hmm. forget your first time seeing Ralph is. Yeah, yeah. And then to me, the Jericho <laughs> stuff was the most memorable. Oh, yeah. The Jericho stuff was his best, was some of his best stuff. But yeah. Yeah. We, we, lost, we lost a big one. Man. We lost a fun one. Yeah. We lost a couple of lame ones, too, in a different way, though, because WWE released AOP, Toka and Razar, gone. WWE's come to terms with the release of Acom and Razar, AOP. We wish them well and. We wish them all the best in their future endeavors. September 4th. So this was about three, four days ago. Yeah. Anything to say about that? Oh, wait, I was supposed to be sad. Okay, never mind. My, my bad. Uh, happy I mean, and different. What do you think? You know, it's just like they they were, were never really interested in, in, interested when they were in NXT. And as usual with the WWE, that was when they were at the best. But then they show up at the main roster when he gets injured. They come back, another one gets injured. And then their whole thing with Seth Rollins, like, they just, they haven't belonged the entire time they've been here. So it's like, when I heard them, when I heard they got released, and I was like, I freaking forgot about them. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't any good. I never liked them. I thought that that was a dry gimmick. I thought they were dry. The only cool thing about Paul them was, Paul, was the best part of that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Paul, which apparently they were going to bring him back and put him back with them, but then the entire thing happened in the world, so they didn't. So now they just decided to get rid of them. Even the pandemic didn't want to deal with them anymore. Yeah, that was the first good release that I've heard in a while. Because, yeah, those guys, I didn't like it. I know Paul Heyman. Yeah, they went down that good. Paul Heyman was going to do something with them. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Paul didn't even. The good thing, that's one of the things that showed you the good thing with Paul Heyman. He doesn't have to see anything in you, but he'll at least try. Yeah. Let you show him something, which he'd have been disappointed. But. All right. Well, that is the end of that. That is the end of them. Uh,. Any other news that we need to go across here before we get into the weeklies? Uh, the Big Show show was canceled. I don't know if you care about that. The Big Show show was already canceled. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, but why? Like, I never watched it in the first damn place. I kept meaning to watch it. I still don't see if I still might see if I can find it, but yeah, that sucks because I know he was proud of that show. They're gonna have like a Christmas special or something, and then they're gonna wrap up there. 
Oh, God. Um, other than that, let's talk a little bit about the weeklies. Uh, we had, uh, which I'm not going into details about these. I've been doing details about a lot of shit, but NXT, uh, the weekly NXT, the most important thing, nothing else was relevant, but that fatal four way, right? Yeah. The, the first ever four way Iron Man match. That was pretty much the only real thing that was like a significance pretty much. Right. And that had Adam, uh, Adam Cole, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Finn Balor, right? Those are the four dudes? Yep, that is the four. Yeah, and the, the match... Mount Rushmore of NXT, as they call it. Yeah, and the match was good. I mean, it's what you would expect from these guys, but it was a long one-hour Iron Man match. They did what you would have expected, which I had a feeling they were going to fuck it up somehow. I wasn't sure what they were going to do until the end, but they had, like, the final two guys tie. Uh, it was... Uh, what was it, Finn Balor? Yeah, so, and, uh, so yeah, so basically, uh, the whole I can I literally remember this whole ending sequence because it was nuts. If it wasn't for the fact that the title was vacant, I loved it way more. But um, Champa hits Gargano with the air raid crash from the metal rope, and as Gargano literally because we've seen him do this before, Champa hits the ground and Balor is pretty much already in the air for the coup de gras, and he connects and he gets the two, and at the, he gets no, he gets the three. And with, I think it was all about 20 seconds left, he's sitting there like, I got it. But in about the last 10 seconds, Cole hits the last shot. And for a minute, it looks like Cole's not going to get there in time because he's having trouble rolling uh, Balor over. But literally within the last two and a half, three seconds, he gets the three count. And now we have a draw. Yeah. So... The thing about this finish, before we get into what Regal wound up announcing, it would not have bothered me if the damn belt wasn't already vacant. And that's what I think annoyed me the most. It's like, okay, another fucking week with a vacant belt. That's nothing. They promote this as Special Tuesday, first ever Iron Man match. It ends in a fucking draw. And and then, especially since the most popular Iron Match in all of history is known for ending in a draw and then the match being continued into sudden death. You know what I mean? So now we have the first ever four way and it was a draw and continued into next week with the last two guys, which it was, it, it just, it, it sucks, man. I'm, I'm honestly so over NXT. I'm hearing these rumors that they want to move back to Tuesdays, which they, they'll be doing that by themselves. I won't follow them anymore at that point. It's just wrestling. I mean, at this point, week. can you blame them? They're tired of getting that ass whooping every week. Yeah, Jericho actually like I said, said that. Jericho like I said, said recently, AEW won. <laughs> yeah, Jericho said on 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 uh, Busted Open Radio, he said they should retreat. They should move to any other night. Get away from us. You guys got a great program and it's good. Why would you want to sacrifice your own rating just to be spiteful and petty to go head to head with AEW? We're not going anywhere and put on anything and and put on anything you want. We'll continue to beat you. It is a retreat, but it's also the right move from a business standpoint. Get your head out of your rear end and just worry about your product the same way we worry about ours. If they move to Tuesday, smart move. That way you can get your 850,000, 900,000, whatever. Get 10 million viewers. Congratulations. Let us do our thing and we'll get over a million. I think it's a smart move business-wise on theirs. They lost. There's nothing wrong with conceding defeat. Moving to a different night and worrying about your show and not worrying about going head-to-head with AEW because you can't stop us. You know, and that being said, NXT brought in 849,000 viewers, 26 in the 18 to 49 demographic. A, the AEW Dynamite on their respective day brought in 928,000 viewers for the go home show. So pretty much over 
a hundred thousand more viewers, almost hundred and twenty thousand more viewers than AEW. Point thirty six in the eighteen to forty nine demographic beat them in the demographic as well. So even on the separate nights, uh, AEW would still be coming out on top, almost coming the closest to a million, almost practically a million viewers versus the eight hundred and thirty, or, or rather the eight hundred forty nine thousand from uh, NXT. He's right; they need to just concede and leave. But again, it's been speculated that the whole purpose of putting that show there was to make sure that AEW can't bring in the kind of numbers that you just saw. That was almost a million, nine hundred and thirty thousand fucking viewers, man. They were right there. Like, at, uh, at this point, WWE just needs to play it smart. Stop worrying about all what the fuck AEW is doing because all it's doing is getting your guys fucked up week after week after week. But unfortunately, your buddy's got steamrolled over this because everyone's forgetting that the key people who own Tuesdays are Impact Wrestling, and yeah. Impact Wrestling, which doesn't do much, they have their humble. Yeah, Im- Impact Wrestling just kind of like. Does their own thing and they do really about a hundred they do about one hundred and fifty five thousand viewers a week um they they did uh, one hundred and seventy seven thousand viewers in the past week, but this last one did only one hundred and two thousand viewers they lost almost eighty thousand viewers seventy five thousand viewers about what yeah. they lost and that's probably because of the fact that nXt pulled in the eight hundred and forty nine thousand which is way above their normal average when they're on Wednesdays so unfortunately by them jumping over to Tuesdays they're steam barreling this war or the lack of that Monday night war now puts impact in a tough spot so whoever moves to Tuesdays is going to fuck them up because of the intensity of the numbers that they're already bringing so you see, there's going to be a casualty because there's just so much wrestling going on right now. Uh, very unfortunate, though. I want to get back to talking a little bit about that NXT. I think it's stupid that uh, we now have another special Tuesday NXT. So rest in peace, Impact Ratings, two weeks in a row. Because now we got to finish this off to find out who the hell the final champion is going to be. Who is it again? Adam Cole and Finn Balor? Yeah, it's Cole and Balor. I don't even know. What do you think is going to happen? I don't even uh, know at this fuck? point, like, I, we, we just came off a of Cole as champion. Balor fucking needs it. Because they've barely done anything with him since he's been here. But they called him like one of the corner cornerstones of NXT. And the way that Iron Man match ended, you're virtually saying Bowler had that if he would have just kept an eye on Cole. Yeah. Like they're all but telling us Bowler has to win this. Yeah. Well, that is your that is your Wednesday, almost not a Wednesday, because almost on Tuesday was on Thursday, but that was your midweek. AWNXT war report. As far at, as at this point, I don't even know if we can call it wars anymore. Yeah, it's not even a war. Who knows what? Like, it's like, like, like they're, they're 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 kicking their ass on a different night. War's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I forget, apparently Retribution has now become Raw exclusive, which uh, I'm I'm mentioning that as we go into SmackDown and Raw. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because this is another case of I don't know whose head is up, whose asshole here, because you know why they can't be Raw exclusive. SmackDown people are gonna be in it. Because they're rebels, remember? This is an outside source oh, that's yeah. cutting the power and taking over, and we don't know who the fuck they are, and we can't stop you them. see what I'm saying? How can they be on Ooh. just Raw? Can somebody fucking explain to me that? How are they part of a roster split? And now you see why I'm tricked. But now you have now. Don't that worry, you is. you won't have to. Sorry if I screamed in anyone's ear, but then now you don't have to worry about uh, them being on SmackDown anymore because they're raw. They've been drafted to raw under the table. Ridiculous, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, um, let's get into SmackDown really quick. I'm going to start off by saying this, and it's important that I say this. Uh, SmackDown was very good. SmackDown's back to being very good. I enjoyed SmackDown almost a hundred percent. It was a five star SmackDown. Um. And that's the way SmackDown has always been. There's just something about SmackDown that's been able to carry us through tough times. I enjoyed the SmackDown more than a lot. And I know a lot of you probably didn't, didn't see it. I know the ratings were down, which we'll talk about at the end of the review. Um, because of that, it's, it's a shame that they're suffering because this was a thoroughly, this was the probably my favorite hour and a half of 
consistent wrestling of the week. Uh, with just combination. No disrespect to anything with AEW, but just the storytelling and everything that happened here. This all felt like nice progression and good matches. Um, that being said, it starts off with that Paul Heyman promo, which I thought it was a very interesting twist where Paul Heyman is saying that Roman Reigns corrupted him, not the other way around. Roman Reigns is the one that went and got him. They even brought in the fact that, uh, how WWE, the guy needed a little bit of time off and they give his title to the Fiend and the Fiend's not a good champion. Uh, this is going to lead to a fatal four way match at the end of the night, which the winner will go on to fight Roman for the title at Clash of Champions. Uh, we will get into that a little bit later on, but as it stands, the people in the four way, who was it supposed to be again? It was going to be Sheamus originally. Yeah. Sheamus, Corbin. Riddle and Biggie. Right. So this is where it starts. We're going to re- remember that. So, uh, Jey Uso meets up with Roman Reigns backstage and it's interesting. This is one of my, probably one of my favorite Roman Reigns, uh, I, if you could even call it a promo backstage segments because, uh, the couple that he has, one with Jey Uso when he first sees him in the hallway and he's like, what are you doing with this guy? And he's like, I got this and I have control about it and, and all of this other stuff. Um, you know, we'll get back to that also later, but more or less what happens is he talks to him backstage and he tells him, uh, you know, to go out there and get his opportunity, but he does it in a very condescending way. Like, uh, like Stasis basically called as she said, like, you know, the Samoan Godfather, he's sitting back there almost like a, you know, Godfather Samoan, you know, telling you to bring pride to the family and all this other shit. It was, it works really well for Rome. It works really, really well. I like it so far. Um, they have this thing with Biggie, uh, and a bunch of the other wrestlers standing around, um, a cake. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because this is just my thing, but I hate when wrestlers all stand close to the cake like that. Like you're all screaming and shouting with the cake, like right fucking in front of you. You're spitting all over the damn cake. Get away from the cake. Practice social distancing with the cake. I've seen it way too many times. They're talking on top of food. Like, holy crap. You know, uh, but the whole point of this is that Biggie's happy and excited because Xavier Woods is apparently coming back. But poor Biggie is expecting Woods. He's going out to greet him happily and he's ambushed by Seamus, who beats the fuck out of him, brings him on top of the car, hits him with a white noise, breaking the hood of this car. And uh, he leaves him laid out. And then to make matters worse, Seamus is giving a heel promo nasty heel promo just about how happy he is with himself for what he did and poor biggie you see him with the paramedics working on him and getting him off of the fucking car in the background and stretching him away and uh it felt like the most heel thing that seamus has done lately and that says a lot considering the thing you know, we've seen is, with him you know and because he really feel- felt for, for biggie because biggie really sold that woods moment you know where he was like oh my boy woods oh woods well you know sudden boom fucking seamus ruined that oh, yeah. good thing and left the poor guy to think the minute ago he was okay now he's now he's lifeless being stretched away good segment what were you gonna say i was gonna say like this was when it comes to trying to take somebody out it's the closest i felt to like when he took out jamie noble in a long time yeah and because was- when, i'll never forget when he powerbound jamie phone jamie noble on that floor i was like oh he fucked up yeah uh michael cole could turn his volume down a little bit and i don't mean audio literally but i mean cole at one point was like tonight we may see the greatest tag team match in wrestling history on this show and i'm thinking oh who's coming back he's talking about Shayna baszler and nia Jax versus sasha and bailey and it's just kind of like bro everyone in this match three out of four people in this match know how to work but and then nia's like but the greatest match in the history of this show is coming up next. What the fuck Kool-Aid did they dr- are you drinking over there at that table? Can the I see same the same one they drunk the, the same one they drunk when they said the Edge greatest. and Orton was gonna be the greatest wrestling match ever? 
So You're talking about the we, same we, fucking brand that Paul London and Brian Kendrick and you know how many tag teams? I, I don't even want to. I'll be here all night if I name the amount of tag teams that have come through this fucking SmackDown brand. The Guerreros. The Guerreros, just to name a couple off the top of my head. That's just two right there. The Outlaws, even, even if it's not technical as heels, and when you look at their title runs and everything else that was going on there, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, the Hardys. But no, this might be the best tag team match in the history of this show. So because apparently there are five and we have to run them through this again, you don't advertise it as the greatest. It has to become the greatest. Now, that being said, I wish Cole didn't say that because this match had so much. It was excellent. It was a great match. The way Nia and Shayna, specifically Nia, grabbed Sasha by the legs, the two of them, they're doing the dual swinging the girls into the barricade. I know Nia, just because she's rough, it's not like this was an art or anything, but the way she swung Sasha into the barricade and then just let her limp body go, this is why it looks so good. It just looks so good. And it's like the wrestling fan of me, I know she's dangerous. Samoans are fucking dangerous. Look, that's just the way to, but the way she fucking let her go after swinging her into the barricade, it's just one of the reasons. It's just some of her shit that she really, she's a rough girl, man. This match, best tag team match. This is the sad part about it. This is the best tag team match for Bailey and Sasha. This was such a physical match. Shayna looked more brutal than I've seen her since she's been called up to the main roster. Yeah, this, this the way the closest I've seen to NXT champion Shayna. The way Shayna, this was NXT Shayna, the way she was fucking up Sasha's legs, all the punishment that they put her through, the way that she kept focusing on her, Sasha's selling of the legs and being on the ground and everything, getting the sympathetic role for a heel. Good job on her. She did, mm-hmm. she did this one spot, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've seen her do it in NXT. See, I have a bad right knee. It makes my knee hurt. It's that one where she, she'll prop their leg up and turn it to the side so like the leg the, like the ankle will be pointing towards the outside and just start stomping at it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what she does that makes it to where she does not blow out every knee she's ever done that spot on, but it is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. It was wild. Too. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's funny you said it because I remember watching I was thinking, man, I, ho- I know Destin's away, but I hope he's seeing this because he may not realize that they're actually booking SmackDown tonight. It was like, I've, it was sucked because I know a lot of you guys, including him, I was worried we're going to miss this because who the fuck? Honestly, sometimes I forget that SmackDown's there and I'm thinking, shit, they're booking SmackDown tonight and everybody's wrestling, you know, and sometimes. I and watched. <laughs> like, what reminded me, what, what always reminded me so much of NXT Shayna is when I used to watch her matches. In my head, I used to sit there thinking these girls went into this knowing they were about to get hurt. Yeah. Like shoot hurt, not like oh gimmicky, like you might have like they they had the doctor's appointment pre planned to see if they were gonna need surgery. Yeah. There were lots of great sequences, double teams, false finishes. This was a pay per view worthy match. I'm gonna say this as much as uh I was enjoying it, I the Sasha and Bailey team, the role models hit all of the high notes that you could possibly expect from the team, which is what I was hoping of them. These teams are not meant to last. And the reason they're not meant to last is the same reason why Shawn Michaels and Diesel could not continue to have all of the titles and stay two dudes with attitudes. That feud ended the same way. Literally, if you go back and you watch the video package leading to their match, that uh, that little, that jumping high five that they do, that literally became the slow motion black white one in the video package since they were no longer buddies, you know, it became the drama of their, their breakup. You know, if you look at uh, the two man power trip, when after Stone Cold and, uh, 
after Stone Cold and Vince hugging the ring at the end of WrestleMania 17. People forget before the invasion, there was that brief period where Triple H being a part of the McMahons and now Stone Cold, they were put as a tag team and they won all the fucking titles. You can't have Triple H and Stone Cold both heels with Vince McMahon and Stephanie and all the titles in the company for like a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's too much power there. And at the end of the day, I know this is a different generation, but Bailey and Sasha, both within their own right, they attain that level of power. You know what I mean? You got two different girls who are both main event status, who can both have world championships. Whenever you put two people that are former world champions in the team, it's a recipe for disaster because they're going to destroy everybody. So they did what I wanted out of this run. They they hit all of those high notes, and they will be talked about. They already talked about it. They have a documentary. I remember thinking years from now, there'll be a documentary about the two of them, and there already fucking is one, and before they even yep. finish breaking up. So the two of them have broke up, but I couldn't think of a higher note to end that team on. You don't want the team to get stale, and then people like they finally broke up. You don't want them to break up like Test and Albert did. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like by the time they broke around, like finally get the fuck out of here. You know they broke up. You want, you want, if you want to do a breakup, that's how you do it because they did it at the perfect time and they had the perfect build up to it. This match was excellent, and uh, Sasha obviously was the reason for the loss. And Bailey did a great job of selling the fact that she was concerned for her friends. Though she's a bitch, she's a worse heel than any of these other. These other girls have great attitudes, whether they heal or babyface. She's just a nasty bitch, huh? You know what I mean? That's just some nasty bitch who just looks like she doesn't give a shit about you in the long run. You know, she doesn't really... Who would have thought that her of all people? But, but I know some of you didn't see. We're going to take a quick peek here. We saw that in the, the matchup tonight. Sasha beating a, a long, long time on the, on the injured knee. Oh, my God. Best heel turn since Owens on Jericho. You literally that flashed in my head when this happened. Shut the hell up! Get out of here! After she made all the paramedics and everyone leave too. I love when she looks at him. She's like, "Don't look at me like that," and then she keeps hitting her. Seriously injured, Corey, and, and, and Bailey now, and that's the back and, leg. That's and the leg that got worked that whole match by Shane. This was bananas, dude. And then how it ended. Uh, when we get to the end, when we get to the end of the match, I'm gonna explain exactly why this for me was. Nuts. Yeah, don't worry, that clip doesn't even have all of it because we can't. Because I knew we were going to be doing this late in the night, and uh, the beating went on for so long. She almost, she almost was going to put her leg into the chair and stomp it, but thankfully Sasha used her other leg to fight out of that so that she wouldn't, it wouldn't be curtains for her legs. But then Bagley went for the ultimate move. She put her fucking neck into the chair. Yeah, and what was crazy, she succeeded in the move. She jumped off the middle rope and stomped the chair. What made that so crazy for me is a lot, especially nowadays, we see that spot teased, but a lot of the times now you don't see the spot go through. What I and I was sitting there waiting for something to happen, and she came off the top rope, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna get it. What I like about that was that Sasha Sasha selling of the spot was uh was cool because a lot of people will twitch and do this other stuff, um. But with Sasha, what she essentially did was nothing. She stopped moving. It was like she got killed. You know what I yeah, mean? She, she, her body reacted, and then she just went limp. And she twitched a little her arm, but mainly she, uh, she, she just took her out completely, man. Like it was subtle enough to where you knew she was hurt badly, but not like over exaggerated. 
Yeah, I'm trying to like, see. It was. A, it, I'm trying to see if there's a little bit more that I could give you guys because I didn't. I don't know. Like it, it was. It wasn't like Kane and Shawn Michaels bad, but it was. <laughs> Kane Quest and Sasha didn't have to do the Devon sell. Yeah, you know what sell? See, he knows. He knows what sell I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I like it was. It was worse that because she was squirming and twitching and so much during the entire torture that it was. It it, it added more to it that that stomp to the neck put her out. You know, what I mean, she stopped yeah. all movement. Now she's just down. You know. Yeah, that was fact, frightening. Yeah, let's get a little bit more of this out here. Now. She's gonna permanently injure Sasha. Bailey is trying to ruin the boss. God, you no 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 no! Ah! Look at that, he out. Made her an instant baby face. It's one of those things that takes years to fix too. That's why they did something like that, you know. It's one of those things oh, yeah. that's going to take years because, I mean, you you basically that's attempted murder right there within a wrestling angle. So that's the end of that. Good heel turn for her. And, yeah, Sasha inadvertently turned face by this. Um, So aside from that, as far as SmackDown goes, I don't know why Adam Pierce is suddenly a TV personality on all the time. It seems like it's a raw thing now, too. Just Adam Pierce everywhere. What, is he going to be the new face of the company? Because that shit ain't going to work. He has no personality whatsoever. You know? Uh the stuff with Sammy, Jeff, AJ, and the two IC titles, it's actually really entertaining. Those guys are all doing a great job. Um, you, you know what I think they need to do? And, I, and I'm going to hopefully uh, kick in my Nostradamus powers with this one. Mm-hmm. Think about the last time we had uh, two IC champions. Oh, I don't even remember. It's happened so many times. What happened last time? We got the first ladder match at WrestleMania. Oh, so you think there's going to be a now, ladder match with all these guys? If I'm doing this... I'm getting three guys who are very at home with ladders. I'm putting two belts above that ring and I am letting them steal the damn show. Yeah, that could be interesting. But the way they've been playing everything off of each other and stuff and the different matches that they've been having, I've kind of liked everything. You know, I like the conflict yeah. w- between them all. They got good wrestlers. What do you think year. of this long hair, Sami Zayn? It, it's different. Uh, it's definitely different. It's the longest I've ever seen his hair. So I'm like, I like it. I'm just like, yeah. and I'm glad they're willing to push Jeff because from what I understand, they added 20 months to Jeff's contract based on all his injuries and time off and shit that's been going on. So it's like he's stuck there, whether he likes it or not. And you know? yeah. so, um, I'm glad that at least they're going to utilize him if they're going to have him. Uh, other stuff that I like was was uh, when the Money in the Bank briefcase got stolen by uh, what was it, Morrison? It yeah. turned out to be uh, that that uh, this guy keeps it. Otis keeps it in the Money in the Bank lunchbox. He has him a little Money in the Bank lunchbox and what was inside of the briefcase. It's funny, though, because <laughs> this guy, I don't know why he just makes me laugh when he responses, but Tucker's like, well, if this is where the, where the uh, contract is, what's in the briefcase? And he just goes, oh, yeah. Cornette, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you hate him? It's a bad point about his, you know, it's just, you know, they don't give him lines. When you it, know they don't give him lines. And when Morrison opens the briefcase, it's his lunch, of course. And then he goes to try to take a bite and Miz is like, stop. Like, you have to stop him like a kid from eating the lunch out of there. Like, he at least wanted to eat his lunch. Oh, my God. And you know what the funny thing is? 
I've heard people bitching about like, oh, he's taking too. He's just hurry up and cash in. He's taking too long. I forgot he's had the briefcase. He's had too long. It's been a couple of months, right? Relax. I remember so once fun, upon man. a time when Ziggler damn near waited the whole year and cashed in to the point where I don't know if you remember that briefcase was beating all the hell. So the, <laughs> that thing wasn't even a coherent shape by the time he cashed that thing in. Yeah, but Edge waited three quarters of the time. He has a year. Yeah, but listen, for me personally, SmackDown, and I guess it's been that cons- it's the most it's been the most consistent show in the six years that I've been doing this. SmackDown seems to be my kind of show out of all of the shows, which is funny because I've always been more of an indie guy. But SmackDown seems to be that show that always hits that balance. That if there has to be one show I pick that sometimes is able to keep me entertained from the beginning to the end, it always turns into SmackDown. You know, and SmackDown seems to have what I'm talking about. There's good wrestling. But when they go to the backstage stuff, it's also funny enough to talk about and reminisce about and joke about. But it doesn't fucking overstay its welcome. It's not corny. Then it gets back to serious stuff, too. You know, like something serious happened with with the heel stuff with Bailey and, and Sasha. You know what I mean? The Big E stuff. That was another dark moment. And I guess that's what does it. When you're going to have humor and you're going to have hokey stuff, you have to have it with a good blend of dark. That's the reason why Empire Strikes Back was always the best Star Wars movie and the most popular. Because... uh it was done differently. If you go back and you watch it, if you understand directing and movies, uh, the tone of Empire compared to the other movies, it was a darker tone. It had funny moments, but the whole overall plot of Empire, it's a dark movie. There's not furry friends in that shit. There's cold ice and snow. You know, there's not big colorful orange sets and landscapes. There's dark black corridors and darkness and evil villains. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's like, you got to look at it that way. SmackDown manages to hit that blend of having funny moments, but there's a lot of dark shit that happens and they lay it in well. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out yet. At least if you have to keep something with WWE, but, uh, See, I, I, I make it easier for myself. I just don't count them as WWE anymore. So anyway, this leads us to the main event. Now we got, as you know, Sheamus took out Big E, who was being given that title opportunity. So much for Big E singles push while New Day's gone, huh? So that's not happening. I, I, I think that, yeah, they're, they're just doing, they're, they're trying to do the Kofi build again. They're yeah, not so, in that shit like that. They're not that. This is SmackDown. They're not that stupid. Yeah. So Jey Uso is the is the guy that's being put in into this fatal four way, and Jey Uso is the one that wins the fatal four way to go on to face his brother, who Roman, who oh, basically cousin. tweets cousin, goes on to tweet, "Good on Uso. Wasn't sure he could do it on his own." So you know, that's pretty much SmackDown in a nutshell. You now have Jey Uso who's going to be in this fatal four-way to be part of Roman. I know there's been speculation about there being a Samoan shield where the other Uso will come back in the three of them. That's just speculation. I don't see if them planting the seeds. Maybe there will be some sort of Samoan mafia that we will see. I would like that, you know? I mean, people have been calling for a bloodline reunion. So so we'll see what happens. Uh, as far as uh, the Fiend goes, there's still, even though there's been speculation that Alexa Bliss was taken out of the story, there's still hints that she's not because there was a point there where she's apologizing to uh, Nikki Cross. And in the background, you see one of the puppets subtly. If yeah, Rambling Rabbit showed up. Yeah. And they're just laying little hints out there that there's something wrong with her. There's actually, this is from Talking Smack. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it ties into the Bray stuff, which I just want to say before we even launch it, that Talking Smack was great because it was a shoot show. If they're doing Bray Wyatt shit on there, this is not the same show. Oh, I can tell you from the get-go, this one will be the same show. Renee is out there. I, I, I personally, years ago, I was in that, that same exact state. So I, I know what you're, you're feeling. I know what's going on in your mind right now. I know that it's being pulled a million different directions. 
I just want to know, like, how, how are you, how are you doing? You still with us? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine. How are you? You're fine. I'm fine. Yeah. You know what? This, this has been so great. Thank you so much for having me. We got to do this again sometime. It was so good seeing you. I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Oh, we got to do this again. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. are, oh, are she, okay. She's she done. She's fin- it's okay. Okay. So yeah, Stacey says she acts like the girl from Death Note that was obsessed with Al. For any Death Note people, I still haven't watched all of Death Note. I've only seen the beginning. I know it's an old anime. I really should, but uh, so I don't know. I've seen the girl though, and I see the appearance. Yeah. Why she she looks like her I, for sure. I've also noticed something. It's very subtle, but it's only because I pay such attention to detail when it comes to this thing she's doing. I believe it is the right ponytail. No, the left ponytail. I'm noticing every time I've seen her since yes. that first interaction with the fiend. There's more of that point of that pigtail is braided. Yeah, we I've said that on here before. Yeah, there's like a li- like I think I saw one, and then the next time I saw her, there was two, and this past Friday I saw at least three or four. We'll see. Maybe she's a sister yeah. Abigail now or some shit. We'll see what happens. SmackDown brought in 2.18 million viewers, 0. 0.55 in the 18 to 49 demographic versus last week where they brought in 2.185 million viewers. So they're definitely down a bit, unfortunately. And I can see why, yeah. but unfortunately, this was a good SmackDown. If you didn't watch it, go back. Even knowing the results, watch the work. Watch the body of work in there. There was some good shit yeah. going on. Uh, what else we got? Now it's time for Raw. It's Raw, which... uh. Yeah. Last week's Raw brought in 1.889 million viewers, which that's a significant drop uh, from the previous week. Can't tell you what these results are. We'll get to those next week as far as ratings go. Uh, Randy Orton called out Keith Lee, uh, which caused Drew McIntyre to show up in an ambulance and hit him with a claymore. Um, I hate I that drop in the ambulance spot. Why did he return in an ambulance? It's been a week. Matt Hardy took a worse bump and was out of the ambulance six days earlier than Drew McIntyre? You know what I mean? Like, and then you had to come back in the ambulance. Well, you didn't have any money on you. You you couldn't call a fucking Uber. If you used See, an Uber ever before, they keep your account information so they could deduct from your credit card without you even needing to swipe. So even if you were just in your wrestling <laughs> trunks and had to leave dressed as Drew McIntyre, just in your trunks and boots, you would be able to get there. So you stole an ambulance because they wouldn't permit you to take an ambulance. And after seven days, you stole an ambulance. At that point, the adrenaline should have left your body. The only time stealing an ambulance makes sense is when they do it on the same show because they're still pissed off. They're angry and shit. Get the fuck see, away from me. That, <laughs> you know, that worked when Lesnar beat Ambrose all to hell and he was still in the neck brace when he broke when he drove there. Exactly. Because Drew McIntyre be, 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 doesn't be, look be, like the ambulance least, stealing kind. It, because at least that pulled off the fact that like, hey, he's still in the neck brace. That means this crazy fucker didn't even so much as let them examine him. Yeah, but that's the whole point. That Drew McIntyre is not the ambulance stealing kind of guy. You can't just give the ambulance stealing thing to anybody, and you certainly can't let seven days go by. He was in the hospital for seven days, and then stole a fucking ambulance. He couldn't arrange to be returned to the arena. The whole reason they steal an ambulance is because they they usually take over. the The implication is supposed to be that at some point on the way to the hospital, they took over the ambulance that they were being brought in and turned the fucking thing around and came back seven days later. Almost been a hell of a drive. He, that's more like he commandeered a fucking ambulance that was just in the parking lot. Hey, you guys, hey, hey guys I'm going to bring it right back. All right, cool, cool. And then the weird part about it is I don't understand what was the distraction because that ambulance thing didn't do anything. Randy Orton was looking right at him as he casually sauntered up the fucking ropes and hit him with a claymore. It wasn't like there was any... Randy Orton, the veteran that he is, watched this man with the ambulance was more like a warning. It was like an alarm is going off and he's sauntering up there, Orton looking straight at him, boom, claymore, fuck are you? It didn't make any sense to me. Orton, Orton suddenly had to be portrayed as an idiot 
for tonight's angle to work. Like, all, all that happened was he withdrew, slid in the ring. Orton went to clothesline him. He ducked and then got Claymore. Exactly. And you know what the bad part about it is? It took me until what happened later to realize what they're doing. Just for the record, that shit doesn't work. What? what, what are it only doing? works what? on one end. Oh, I get it. I get it. I see. Yeah. I see. I see. I just realized what they're doing. So this the Lesnar thing again? Is that what it is? Is the Lesnar thing again? Is that what it is? No, no. No, what it is is because... Basically, spoiler, kind of jumping a little forward a little bit. He um, ambushes him and claymores him two more times. It was literally just a receipt for getting punted three times. Right. And Except then the cl- instead of doing it all in one shot, like they did with Lesnar, they drew it out the whole three hours. Right. Because during the Keith Lee match with Randy Orton, it's going to end in an RKO. Keith Lee was about to become just another victim, as Taz will put it, which it still doesn't look good on Keith Lee's part. But instead, the match doesn't officially get that loss because he comes in and he claymores him out of nowhere then. And then where was he the third one when he claymored him? The third one, um, the third one, Orton was backstage leaving. And then he claimed and then this one, just claymores him again. And this one put him in the hospital, right? I, 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 I fucking guess. I heard an ambulance. At this point, I wasn't even really fully paying attention. I felt like he got ambulanced. Yeah, he did. Orton get ambulanced on top of this? I, like what the fuck? I, I don't even know. Maybe it was Drew leaving in his ambulance. He owns it now. Who knows? I mean, so, so they they realize that up until this point, the claim was never put anybody in the hospital. So now it has. The hurt, so we had the hurt business beating up a random uh, janitor, and uh, you know what? That janitor that they're beating up, he's asking him, did you say something about Shelton's mama? You know what he should have said? He should have been like, I was a big fan of her back when she used to be his manager in WWE. Right. Maybe that would have gotten into pop. They could have just walked away, not got that ass whooping. I don't know what the point of this was. They just look like immature assholes. Uh, and now we have Cedric Alexander who turns heel and he lumbar checks Apollo Crews after whipping that other guy into the barricade. That was funny. Ricochet. All hell. Yeah. So he and yeah, it actually, uh, the jump back group, because like, yeah, King Quest is right. The pun's fucking dead. Everything's dead here. Yeah. I, I mean, because like I remember when I used to see people get hit once, and you don't see them for a year. Drew took three; it showed up a week later. Yeah, that's something else. Good lord. So, uh, yeah, we have that. We have Cedric Alexander, who I guess has now turned heel. Lombard yeah, check cruise. I called and, it again. And you know what? <laughs> if you're gonna turn him heel, turn him heel. Don't do that shit you did afterwards. What was it? it was uh freaking shelton comes up to him and he's like I, if you turns out that this is some sort of a trick i'm gonna know I'll he, show you. it's like dude, either turn him or don't I, turn him don't do some fucking double agent bullshit with him first of all he the, really the, beat these guys exactly. up uh-huh what they literally did they just had they thought they were gonna try to swerve the fans into thinking oh god it's a double cross like uh, they basically either that or they themselves don't know. Like, they hey. themselves might not even know, you know. But yeah, we got the hurt business, and you know, we got that nonsense going on. Uh, Hector Garza, and this is what I mean: you have everyone turning on everyone because you got the iconics who turned on each other, you got Sasha and Bailey who turned on each other, you got Cedric Alexander who turned on his buddies Ricochet and Apollo Cruz, you got Hector Garza who's having troubles with Andrade. He this time he leaves during his match, the mat tag match that Zelina and him are having against the Street Profits. Um, you know, so there's just too much of the same storyline happening where all of your tag teams all have conflicts and stuff. There's more than that. I'm not even gonna go into it. There was a miscount communication here with the three count. It was like uh I don't know, man. I think the ref was out of position. He couldn't see the, that the shoulders were down, so he had to reposition himself. But it was like one, two, and then he had to think about it. And it was like three. It reminds me of like like King Arthur Monty Python's fucking three count. Thou shalt not count to three. One, two, five, sir. 
<laughs> you know, like what's going on here? Just I don't get way it. less funnier. Right? One, two, five, three, sir, three. Um, afterwards, Cesaro and Nakamura come to claim their stakes. They want to have a, because uh, of course, Night of Champions is coming. So why wouldn't the champions follow suit, suit and fucking pop up and be like, hey, we're going to challenge the other champions. So that's sort of what's going to happen here. Street Profits champion versus champion, the Night of Champions. Uh, R-Truth is at dinner. For some reason, he's ordering a whole bunch of desserts. I don't know if he was stoned or if he was expecting company or what, but there's desserts all over the fucking thing. And then all of a sudden, a ninja pops his, his head out of the, 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 under the table. And he's like, I didn't know it and no ninja. And, uh, which is, yes, we both wrote it down. Oh my God. All this painfulness with that. That's, it's way more hokey than the hardcore title level was at this point. It's just dreadful. It's almost like a commercial break. Um, Peyton Royce fights against Billy Kay. Let me say this. Peyton Royce couldn't be given more dry, generic music. And a shitty top ramp pose if she was a fucking gang beats avatar. I mean, the way that she looked coming out and the shitty music that they gave the girl that they're planning on pushing. And then the other one had shitty music too. They both just they didn't work. I don't know what it was that they were doing there. They had an okay enough match, but overall, I just wasn't happy. Um, I don't think the breakup worked really good. They even hug at the end, so they're still doing the sympathetic role of sort of keeping them together. I don't know where exactly this is supposed to go or what it is that they want to do here. Um, but whatever it is, it doesn't really work that good. We didn't talk about it last week, but the Iconics, remember we talked about how they didn't have too much of an emotional ending? Mm-hmm. That's because they saved that emotional ending for YouTube last week. So I'm going to run it here now. I think just going into like next, we come to Raw next week and, and I know that I, I don't have a tag match. And I don't have Billy by my side. And that's something new because... Ever since we started in XT five and a half years ago, we've this has been us. This is just very unnatural. Ah, oh my gosh! We're trying to have a moment! I think that if it's really enough to relax, it's gonna be okay. Are you gonna keep it together? It's scary thinking that we won't be by each other's sides, we will walk through that curtain, we won't be in the ring together, we won't be on the outside shooting the world like we're gonna be in this alone and that's scary but that's life everyone goes through changes of growth and times where you have to evolve and we're at that point so as scary and as sad as we are we both know that like we can achieve anything we set our minds to and even though we won't be supporting each other out there back here we will have each other's back a thousand percent every single damn day for the rest of our lives. And that's something that will never go away. And the Iconics are such near and dear to our hearts because they are who we are as our friendship. So even though the world won't see them anymore, just know that they're always gonna live on in, in us. Because that's who we are. They didn't even know until that Monday. Don't say that. But I will. <laughs> nice job. Keep an update, guys. Yeah, they didn't know until up until that Monday that they were going to be split. So, uh, anyway, they have their match. Good for them. Obviously, Peyton goes over. That's the one they're pushing. Cedric and the Hurt Business have a match against Ricochet and the Vikings. Uh... Cedric hits that Michinoku driver and Ricochet kicks out. But once again, we get like a weird count thing going on here. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with these counts. I literally just think they just counted two and then that was supposed to be the finish. So I don't know. Something went wrong. 
Yeah, something something's happening there too. Because on uh, top of that, when has he ever finished a match without mentioning no cool driver? Not never. Yeah, he did. He did kick out. There was a botch there, so even they botched that. I don't understand why that exactly happened. And then to make matters worse, Ivar injured himself doing a dive. Um, I'm gonna show you guys here. He himself throws up the X. He does that dive down. And look, see, he does the he does the cross. I don't know exactly what went wrong. We can take another one. It looked like, from what I'm seeing at that angle, it looks like something about when he connected with everybody, when he came back down, like something yeah. didn't land right. That's not good. The last thing that they need right now is for this guy to be injured, you know? Yeah, I mean, let's be real, that'll probably ruin their plans of breaking them up, too, so. Yeah, I wonder what the hell happened. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Yeah, hopefully he is. I'm, that's the only. That's only. That's the only the second time I ever heard, saw the wrestler themselves hold up the X. You can add Eve Torres to the list of people that tested positive for Corona. I'm. I'm actually only know that because I'm looking, uh, to see, um, if anything's happening with Ivar. So yeah, I know we're running super late here, guys. Sorry, but hey, there's always news. So yeah, I'm looking for an injury update on him right now. Let me tell you what we find. Uh, he had a cervical injury. And he was transported to a lo- local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. So it was something cervical that happened to yeah, him. Cause they did, cause they did notice when, um, at the end of the match, they were checking on him. He was flexing his hand. So it seems like making sure like everything was still moving. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty much, uh, what else happened on this? Yeah. Keith Lee versus Orton, which we talked about with the Claymore ending. Uh, Kevin Owens fighting Alistair Black and Raw Underground for whatever whipping reason. Whipping his ass. Yeah, whipping his ass. Uh, the Mysterios beat the hell out of Murphy. It ends the match ends that, that street fight that they have. They're supposed to be Dominic versus Murphy. It ends with all the Mysterios. The mother, Ray, the sister. They're all just beating the shit out of this poor guy. I swear to God, my favorite spot in that match was Dominic hitting that, basically that running uh, code red that his dad's been doing in through the table. Yeah, yeah, that looked really that good. Was it was like a sunset beautiful. bomb, practically, you know? That looked really solid. It happened so fast, I didn't realize what happened until I took a moment to think about it. But now that kid, he, he's literally getting better every match. Yeah. It's frightening. Mm-hmm. And that's more or less Raw in a nutshell, right? Yeah, pretty much. It, it ended on the ass whooping. Yeah. couple of last-minute breaking news. According to, to Sean Ross Sapp, he said that WWE clarified some of the foggy info around third-party deals today and said wrestlers could use their real names but needed to tell WWE about it and that it was not as clear as made as clear as last week. Maybe that's because they're backpedaling now that they're getting all that fucking heat. So, because they could have just said that a week ago, you know, and they didn't. Or they could have just not touched their fucking names and Twitches and just... Yeah, exactly. Matt Hardy, actually, in the past few hours since we've been on here, has released a video update on his condition. So now we could get some clarification from the man himself, hopefully. Just bear with me while I get that up on the screen. Yeah, it'd be Hello, good to Cameo. hear from him. Good God, that's low. I hate Cameo. Okay. Smashed myself in the concrete. Had to go for a whole bunch of tests and evaluations. And you just wouldn't let me go. So I was just stuck in the hospital. And I've been there recently, and it sucks. So... I'm so happy to be out and be back home. Uh, I understand you're not feeling well, so I thought maybe to cheer you up, I would sing you the song. I'll sing you the song when I say, you are such a special 
show. Never ever. Now remember, you're one of my favorites. You're a great person. You have a great heart. You have a great soul. And I want you to know that you're beautiful on the inside and the outside. Take care of yourself. Best wishes. And I look forward to seeing you again someday in the future down the road. Be well. Be healthy and happy. Adios. All right. Well, that comes from him. Okay. Hold on. Let me turn out before you say anything. I had to turn our system up to hear that low ass cameo thing. Good lord, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, you think he's feeling okay? So. Yeah, good he for looks, him. You know? He looks—he looks more just tired from being at the hospital for three days. Mm-hmm. He absolutely does. I mean, I feel like if it was anything like a concussion or anything, I feel like he would have clarified that at least. He's pretty yeah. much kind of—he's kind of an open book when it comes to stuff. Yeah, it would be hypocritical to not call him out, considering he calls WWE out for everything that they do. You know. Like I yeah, said, he's not the hypocritical <laughs> type. Oh, man. So, yeah, another long one, even though I tried to avoid it just because of all the damn news and shit that happens with these companies. Good Lord. It happens. You only do so much. Yeah, well, I want to do so much less. All right, guys, I think we are wrapping up here. So, that being said, thank you, everyone who has hung out with us for this entire evening of wrestling news and antics and so on and so forth all of you on Twitch and on uh, of course on iTunes Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio Facebook, everywhere that you're listening to us from all the live platforms even just directly on TalkBunch.com thank you to all of the people in this chat room Stasis Streams, KingQuest770 Sakuhatsu AK, Marceline the Vampire Queen uh, George with a Z, EB Gamer, Kula Ice, Michi Black, Sayaman Senpai, also thank you for the host, sir. Also, you too, Kula Ice, thank you for the host, Willie V2, uh, Bloodluster, Ray, Ray YK, um, or Relic, rather, I see what you did there, Relic, Princess League, and of course, all of you across various platforms, as I said before. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 407, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we're out of here. Keep it going, people. We're going to try. Shut it down.